0: In the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg.
1: With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, we're going to, a little bit later, focus on Skinwalker and the Skinwalker Mysteries, again, with Ryan Skinner. We'll get to that in a few moments. I'm just wondering about something here. Why is it... I always ask this question, and we did it in the last few weeks. After the expose of the Roswell slides, why is it one of the most popular subjects in our forums? Why can't people stop talking about it?
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like you know, slowing down past the car wreck. You know, got a rubber neck, talk about it. It's just I don't know. It's morbid uh, curiosity, I guess. Talking about
1: morbid curiosity. So Linda Moulton Howe apparently got her claws into this thing, and she, and I think Whitley Streeper is doing it too now, suggesting that the mummy was deliberately placed in that museum where it was photographed. Am I getting this right?
2: Well, in other words, you're saying that the mummy was an alien that was put in there and uh shown as just a another mummy of a child.
1: Exactly. So for whatever crazy reason, our government, having nothing better to do with their time, and we know, look, we have Secret Service people who took out prostitutes and things like that. So I suppose that they take our hard-earned money and they justify reasons to cut back on expenses, which means they do a worse job because they don't have enough money to do a good job. But anyway, let's get back to this point here.
2: So So all is not equal in love and horror, I mean war. Something like that. But the key is here is the logic to
1: use the phrase attributed to Mr. Spock or Dr. McCoy or something. (laughs) Using the the term loosely? (laughs) Very loosely. Where's the logic in that? Where's the logic in the government having a body of an alien and rather than just keep it hidden, which would make sense. You don't want people to know about that, right? So instead of that, you stick it on a museum table, <laughs> in some obscure museum. Right, and hide it in plain sight.
2: <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> why?
2: <laughs> well, perhaps Linda feels left out, and she had to get her, as you put it, her uh, her finger in the pie, or her your foot in the mud, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, get her two cents in. You know, sure. Uh, any, I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded. Anything is possible. However, the likelihood of something like that happening is, is so remote, uh, at least in my book. I mean, the government's about hiding things and controlling information. They're not about trotting it out and seeing if anybody notices. Uh, I don't. In this case, I don't see that as as even being a possibility. Although I could be wrong. Uh, we don't have the mummy to confirm one way or another. Uh, through DNA tests and other types of uh, tests to determine whether it's just a little Indian, you know, Native American human baby that died an unfortunate early death, or whether it's truly an off planet intelligence that uh, somehow became desiccated and <laughs> ended up in a on a glass shelf in a museum. I, I it's just I don't know. I, I guess. I guess when you get caught red-handed, sometimes you come up with the most outlandish uh, counter-arguments and explanations to try to wiggle your way out of potentially defrauding people out of millions and millions of dollars. So, I, you know, I wonder how much Linda's getting paid to help sign off on this particular <laughs> scenario. Well, I w- would like to say we're not accusing her of
1: anything. Maybe she's just glumming on to this feeling there's some connection or some traction to create
2: a conspiracy theory. I don't think she'd glom onto to something like that unless uh, there was there was something in it for her. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know Linda
1: Moulton how. We've asked her to come on the show on several occasions. A couple of times she said yes and then doesn't seem to be able to close the deal. The other thing about this that always bothered me is if you stick this thing in some kind of public setting, how do you account for the fact that There's always the danger that some kind of alien life form would bring with it alien viruses. I'm not talking about computer viruses. I mean alien viruses, infections. Certainly, if you recovered a body like this, the first thing you would do is put on protective gear, put it in a place that's safe, secure. You'd hide it away until you're 100% sure or as sure as you can be that nobody is being infected
2: by something. Remember what happened with their first lunar astronauts? When they came back, they went directly into quarantine. That's right. And that's
1: our own people going to our own satellite, the moon. But we don't know what's over there. It may be that ET is related to us in some way. And maybe, therefore, their viruses are compatible with ours. We don't know. We don't know if they disinfect themselves before they come. We have no idea so why would we take the chance? Why would we leave these things out in the open? It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, just think of the scene in the movie E. T. where they find evidence that this kid has a little alien being and you see all these scientists coming there with their hazmat suits.
2: Well, that's Hollywood, but
1: there's a reality to that. Yeah.
2: Well, especially if it's true, you know, you you read some of the scuttlebutt the people I don't know where they could come up with most of this stuff, but people claim that these little greys, uh, you know, don't eliminate bodily waste the way we do. They secrete them from uh, secrete it from their skin like sweat. And if that's the case, I'd be <laughs> I wouldn't want to shake hands with one. It's like, you know, you need a full body wipe down before you you start getting all friendly with people. Well,
1: I wouldn't want to touch them anyway, not because of the way in which they secrete waste products. It is, again, the alien viruses. I'm not a clean nut, you understand, but I'd like to be clean. I just think that the very basis of this makes no sense whatever. I don't know if there is any way that people who paid for the tickets or got the online video can actually sue and claim fraud. I think at the end of the day, they could always say this is entertainment. You know, I haven't seen the terms and conditions of the offer. Maybe buried in there is some language that the lawyers set up designed to relieve them of any possible liability. It might be in there. I don't know if anybody has actually looked. It certainly would be in the Spanish language. So I suppose I could submit it to my son, who is got advanced degrees in Spanish and let him look at it if it's available and see what the terms and conditions are. But of course, the American pay-per-view, that's another thing. I think just not getting good reception, getting buffering problems or loss of signal, that is sufficient to say, I'm not paying. I want to charge back. I'm not doing it.
2: Well, do, do we have any firm numbers from the actual attendance to the live event and uh, the streaming numbers? Do we have any uh, solid numbers? Red Pill Junkie said between 6,500 and 7,000
1: at the live event. I've heard figures all over the place for the pay-per-view. I don't think anyone outside the organization that ran it or Jaime Mosan or those people knows the real number. Do we have a name of the company that
2: actually did the streaming event? I'm sure we could look it up. I haven't bothered. Yeah, well, that's something that we could put out there for our listeners, uh, especially anybody down in IT, down in Mexico. If you could do a little digging for us, we'd love to get the name of the company that uh, provided the cameras and provided the switcher and the, the conversion for the live streaming event. And uh, perhaps we could, we could locate somebody that could uh, firm up some of our uh, numbers.
1: Yes, indeed. Our guest this week is Ryan Skinner, who's written two more books about Skinwalker called Tales of the Skinwalker, a collection of stories from Skinwalker Ranch and Beyond. That's the first book. The other one is called Skinwalker Ranch, The UFO Farm. Okay, so I guess they're growing little UFO beings. They're growing little ETs to go into museum <laughs> cases. Yeah. I'm joking here. He's Ryan Skinner is always a fun guy to talk to, and we'll hear from him next with Gene and with Chris. You're in the Paracast.
3: expert in nutrition, diet, weight loss, immune system, and I specialize in chiropractic. My 15 years of professional experience has taught me the four keys to vibrant health. A balanced muscular skeletal system, an integrated nervous system, a flowing lymphatic system, and a body filled with over 90 essential nutrients. This has been a secret too long. Actualize your potential. Reverse disease. Call me,
4: Dr. Z. 201-945-1177. 201-945-1177. Hi, John Hubner from Midas Resources. Are you tired of watching your hard-earned assets dwindle away? As government spending is out of hand and the Federal Reserve is creating in excess of $20 billion a week, are you tired of stockbrokers gambling away your hard-earned money? Is this market a setup for a crash greater than 1987? Too many of today's policies resemble those that led to the collapse of 1929. This is John Huebner, and that was me in 2007. 2237 extension 129
5: Yuvia
3: needed financing to grow her restaurant business, but her banks simply didn't understand.
1: I was frustrated.
3: Yuvia found OnDeck business loans.
1: OnDeck did it for me. I called on Saturday and I had $50,000 in my account on Monday morning.
3: How about the terms?
1: Incredibly easy. It doesn't mess with your cash flow.
3: OnDeck changed everything.
1: This company, OnDeck, is going to be there for me.
3: Was it a good move?
1: I'm looking to increase sales probably 30%.
3: Been in business for at least a Year with one hundred thousand plus in revenue, On Deck can get you five thousand to two hundred fifty thousand dollars in as little as one business day, and they're a plus rated with the Better Business Bureau.
1: On Deck has opened up so many doors for me now. Truly, truly, this guy is the limit.
3: I, I'm excited. Apply now at On 800 326 dot com or call eight hundred three two six fifty four thirty. 326
5: 5430 Loan subject to lender approval. Don't
0: We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
1: Before we join Ryan Skinner about his two newest books about Skinwalker, I want to give something away. Actually, Chris wants to give something away. He wants to give you a copy of his Paradigm-changing book, Stalking the Tricksters. But you got to do something. You know, there's always a catch to these offers. It's a very simple catch. All you have to do is subscribe to one year or more of Paracast Plus. That's our premium service where we give you the ad-free version of the Paracast with a higher quality audio and also our exclusive Paracast podcast called After the Paracast, just for people who subscribe to Paracast Plus. We have a you know really cheap plan, five bucks a month. But if you subscribe to one year or five years, we give you the ebook version of Stalking the Tricksters and Chris O'Brien. To find out more about how you get the ad-free shows, just go to plus.theparacast.com, P L U S.TheParacast.com. Check it out, sign up, and you get instant gratification. We send out the books, by the way, in batches by email. So it might take a day or two for those. But when you sign up, you're joining instantaneously. So anyway, Ryan Skinner has been on the show in the past to talk about Skinwalker Ranch. And you've got a pair of new books, Ryan. Do you actually have time to have a life after writing two more books?
7: It's a pretty busy life uh, between work and the books and everything else going on and father of two children. So no, not much of a life, but it's a life I enjoy.
1: Okay, let's look at the two books and maybe discuss here what you're focusing on. So we have one here, Tales of the Skinwalker, a collection of stories from Skinwalker Ranch and beyond. Now, before I ask you about the stories and how you collected them, what do you mean by beyond?
7: And by beyond, it is somewhat limiting just focusing on Skinwalker Ranch. I found I had a larger pool of stories to collect from when I started focusing on the the Four Corners area. That's what beyond is referring to.
1: All right, why are we so interested in Skinwalker Ranch? Because this is something that we've discussed in the Powercast a number of times. And it's a subject that never dies. People respond to it from different vantage points, either being knowledgeable about what's going on or just curious about something strange. So let's go back to the beginning for those who haven't heard your previous appearances on the Powercast, How did you become involved with the things that are going on at Skinwalker?
7: guess it all comes back to an incident, uh, and this is, was all quite unexpected. I, uh, I'd been driving through Utah with my wife, uh, I think it was around 2006, 2007, and we were going to Vegas actually to get married. We just happened to be going through uh, the southern part of Utah on I-70 and had what I can only describe as a close encounter with what I, is either a skimwalker, an alien, I mean, an unknown Unknown intelligence, I guess, is the only way I can describe it, which really altered my my course in life and uh, fueled my interest in this topic. Uh, where the incident occurred was about fifty miles to the south as a crow flies from Skinwalker Ranch. And when I returned home and did some research, I kept uh, coming across you know what made this 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 location so so important. I found out about the ranch and Colm Kelleher and George Knapp's book on Skinwalker Ranch and. Uh, I think I was just hooked at that point, and and from there I, I just uh, I, I really wanted to learn more. I've I've always been a little fascinated by the topic and all things paranormal, but but to have such a close encounter just validated all of my what I had always hoped uh, to be true uh, actually turned out to be a far more mysterious uh, adventure than I ever could have imagined.
1: Now the skeptic would say, well, if you were. Wishing and hoping something like this would come to pass, maybe that kind of generated perceptions of what happened to you?
7: Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I guess I would, I'm at a point now, I'd care whether people believe or don't believe, it doesn't matter to me. But uh, what is important is uh, you do manifest your own reality. Uh, does that mean you can manifest something false and I guess, your, <laughs> create a delusion where you believe uh, something to be not true to be true? Uh, perhaps i guess someone could but uh, i do know one thing for sure is if you don't go out and seek these sort of things you know usually they will not find you and i really walked uh, a lonely and difficult path in in doing my research over the years to validate what I, i just because you have hopes that something's real i'm you know i doesn't necessarily mean that that I had any proof that any of it existed. And that experience to me at that time convinced me I was onto something. And I finally had found a hot spot that I could uh, sink my teeth into.
1: So what kind of reality check do you assign yourself here if you're trying to avoid the self-fulfilling prophecy?
7: True, true. It is a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. The reality check is, what's interesting is when I bring people out to Skinwalker Ranch, um, a lot of the time they're uh, either believe you seem to fall in one camp or the other. You're either a believer or a skeptic. And uh, both of them, however, seem to jump at the smallest noise in the night or light in the sky. Oh, that light in the sky, it's got to be a UFO. And, it, and I, I actually turn out to be the biggest skeptic. I know exactly what I'm looking for. And what I'm looking for is something that can't be explained by any rational means. And it's very rare when that event happens. In other words, a light in the sky is, is really just that a light in the sky. It's suddenly a, uh, a light on the ground materializing in front of you and something coming out of that light, you know, that falls more in the unexplained category. And, and that holds my intrigue a lot more. So I, it I guess. It
2: kind of reminds me of the, the Jesse Ventura shoot when we were up there with, uh, with sure. um, Sean Stone and uh, Ty Ventura. And uh, mm-hmm. we had the light show up in a, in an area that, that there were no apparent roads or driveways or anything, but this light, those guys were just—I mean, they—they they thought th- this was the second coming of the UFO gods or something. Um, and and I remember you and I are looking, going, "Yeah, it's a light. <laughs> you know, what's the big deal?" Oh, yep, it yeah, jumped I up being, in the air a little bit. <laughs> I remember being out
7: there, and, and Tyrell or Sean or both of them—you know—they were looking at passing uh, airplanes in the sky, and oh, Ryan, I think we got a UFO over. And I don't think they were testing me; I think they, they were jumping at the the slightest bump in the night.
2: Yeah. In yeah, the, even though kind of you know, on on the ground and and you know in the restaurant or uh, away from the scene, so to speak, uh, they they tended to be a lot more circumspect and and absolutely and skeptical and objective. But as soon as you get out there in the dark, uh, that tends to, I think, color your experience a little bit. And and you know, being someone that's been up there as many times as you as you have. Uh, if you had jumped up and down and and acted all excited, uh, I would not have taken your work as seriously as I do. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Simply because I, I've been in this situation myself so many times where sure it was an anomalous light. Um, It didn't appear to be uh, doing anything particularly spectacular, but uh, you know, and it was in an area where there shouldn't have been any lights and it was acting uh, in an unusual manner. But, but again, it was just a light in the sky. I mean, you know, low right. to the ground, but a light in the sky, uh, essentially. And you know, if you if you put a if you put a big uh, exclamation point uh, behind any of those types of experiences that you have, um, no one would take you seriously because that would really take the gravitas away from the important events uh, that you've described in, in in your books and and the events that others have described. That well, I think it bears some. You know, some scrutiny, and I and I think that there is something going on up there. That's why we we've had you on the show. Why I've been so interested in the case, and uh, those initial experiences that draw us to a particular case or to a location, I think, are very very important and have a lot of deeper meanings. More deeper meanings with Gene,
1: Chris, and Ryan Skinner. You're in the podcast.
8: largest independently owned communications network GCN
9: Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal, it's jam packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news. It's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to Mr. UFO at WebTV.net. That's Mr. UFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know.
10: elimination is essential to high energy, a cheerful mood, and prevention of disease. Some of the founders of our modern holistic health thinking state that disease begins in a toxic colon. A toxic intestinal tract is the foundation for virtually all degenerative disease, and a clean and well moving intestinal tract is the foundation of health.
11: I just want to say that you folks have an amazing product. I've taken whey protein products for years, and I've never noticed results I have with your product. I've suffered with thoughts of constipation most of my life. Within a few days of taking One World Whey, I noticed dramatic change. Also, in the past few years, I've experienced symptoms associated with diabetes. I feel horrible when I've had too much sugar, and I've been getting the foot pain as well. But I've
2: noticed in the past week or so, I'm not
11: feeling bad anymore, and the foot pain is gone. I'm just finishing up a five-pound tub I ordered and just got off the phone ordering more. I love your product. Thank you. Call
10: 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworld, W-H-E-Y.com.
13: The human body is extraordinary, despite all the stress we inflict upon it. Thousands of people across the country use an extremely effective product to help their body stay balanced. It's Heart and Body Extract, an all-natural herbal formula designed to help maintain healthy blood pressure, clean arteries, promote good circulation, and balance cholesterol. Heart and Body Extract, along with good nutrition and exercise, can give you a life free from pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself. With the aid of Heart and Body Extract, learn more and read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers at heartandbody.com. Heart and Body Extracts offers a lifetime guarantee with no price increase in over 14 years. For free info, call 866-295-5305 now. That's 866-295-5305 or heartandbody.com. Distributor inquiries welcome. 866-295-5305.
8: This is Jacques Valet and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal
1: radio. You know, somebody suggested by email the other day that instead of Chris doing the Paracast, or we have one of our guests doing it, we have our listeners record those stingers. The PowerCast, with sound effects, with their own voices, doing imitations, whatever. And we take a selected sample. And the ones we use, maybe we give them a little gift of something or other. I like that idea. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's a good one. We should get a thread going. Okay, we'll set up a forum thread at forum.thepowercast.com to explain this, where we will run listener stingers on the show and give you credit for it and give you a prize of some sort. We'll work out the prize stuff later. Right now, we have Ryan Skinner joining Gene and Chris. We're talking about the mysteries of Skinwalker. Now, we should point out very carefully here that when you go to the ranch, you're not going on the property. It's private property and you're not allowed. So officially, you can't get in there, right?
7: Yeah, that's correct. Bigelow's got a, of course, it's monitored 24-7 by what used to be a team of Ex-paramilitary uh, guards from that, that drive up from Nevada, from this compound Nevada, that watch the property. Nobody's allowed on the property. Um, you will be arrested if you're on the property. There's still, still some places around there to get a good vantage or experience something paranormal from. I, and, and the phenomenon is not just by any means located on Skinwalker Ranch, despite that, that having a catchy name and a <laughs> good slogan. It's, it's the entire basin. It's pretty hot.
1: Now, you can't officially ever say you trespassed, right?
7: I don't know. You know, I've kind of danced around that issue for long enough, especially on, the, on this radio show for quite some time. I don't think there's any uh, confusion on that topic. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been over the fence before. Um, I have. And I, again, don't recommend that experience to anyone else out there for, for a lot of different reasons.
1: Now, when you say they um, have they, security guards well, there, is it anything like the security guards you see in the movies? You know, these big brawny people who have nondescript accents from different countries, and you don't know what military they work for. They're mercenaries.
7: I don't want to create an illusionary uh, perspective of of their attire and who they are. I mean, they're people just like you and me, and I'm, I'm actually friends with some some of them, oddly but uh, they do, uh, they do all hold a top secret clearance. Um, they come from a wide variety of backgrounds. Uh, mostly mostly a military background with, again, the top secret clearance from the Air Force. Um, a lot of them had guarded uh, nuclear silos or, or had some job of high responsibility. and And uh, the other ones come from a mil- or a, I'm sorry, a police background either uh, law enforcement uh, from the sheriff's office or uh, holding in detective positions. A lot, of the, a lot of the actual researchers, there's two different uh, types of people out there. There's the, the guards and then the researchers, which are different divisions that Bass uh, brings to play out there. I don't know. They're, they're all pretty much in shape. And, and uh, I'm not sure all of them necessarily are big believers in the paranormal. So they're, they're looking for some action out there. And I really don't want to be the target uh, for them.
2: Most of the time it's uh, 99% of the time. I'm sure it is just a tedium and boredom mm-hmm. and boy, somebody popping over the fence would, you know, make exact. their month. <laughs>
7: exactly. That's exactly correct. Yeah, that, so, that's the first yeah, excitement yeah. they've had in a while. You bet.
2: The caveat again is uh, don't, you know, don't try to be a hero and get on the ranch and expect to uh, have some sort of life-altering paranormal experience because you might have a life-altering, uh, you know, knee in your back, face in the dirt, cuffs on, exactly. uh, you know, hustled off in an in an SUV to the local sheriff's uh, office. So, so, you know, really play it smart. And I think, Brian, you brought up a very important point. There is a history of unexplained, unusual, um, fa- fairly amazing uh, activity from the whole area there. It doesn't matter where you go in the Uinta Basin, uh, that area is rife with, with examples of all kinds of different sort of so-called paranormal events that go all the way back into the 50s uh, and probably earlier. Uh, a good book to read before anyone goes out there would be The Great UFO uh, Utah UFO Display by Frank Salisbury and Junior Hicks. Uh, you need to do your research, get up to speed. There's plenty of areas around Vernal, around the southern parts of the Uinta Mountains, public land. Um, areas south in uh, of Bonanza there into the uh, gas and oil fields. Areas north of Sago Canyon off Highway 70 into the very southern part of the Ute Indian Reservation. It is an Indian reservation. You do need to uh, go through proper protocols to do camping and uh, you know, long stays out there, so you have to you know, contact tribal authorities and have some good other activity to, uh, <laughs> to be doing. If you tell them you're going out there UFO hunting or, or trying to find skinwalkers, uh, chances are you're not going to get very far with uh, you know, the local native authorities. So have some other you know, thing that you are doing out there alongside your other more exotic pursuits, shall we say. Pretend that you're just a tourist. Uh, you're looking for a rare uh, purple flower, or <laughs> <Bird-watching>. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one you, whatever ask. it might be. Just make sure that it doesn't include anything that might get a, a negative reaction from uh, tribal authorities. This is an Indian reservation. You're you're in a sovereign nation. Don't forget that the Skinwalker Ranch, so-called, the uh, the Sherman Ranch or the Biglow Ranch now. Uh, is private property. Uh, it is not part of the Indian Reservation. It is uh, surrounded by Indian Reservation, as, as is all the private property that's located in that particular little valley there south of Fort Duchesne. So be careful, uh, be safe, be sanitary. Ooh, I don't want to take that anywhere. But the key is here,
1: don't drop the hamburger wrappers, you know, the stuff that you get your Burger Kings in. You don't want to do that. You want to be filthy. You have to show respect for the property. But here's the point. We have, I suppose, some number of people who decide that they want to see what's going on. They're into the paranormal UFOs, and maybe it's for kicks. Maybe it's for serious research. I don't know. What are the things that people tend to see that are mistaken for something unusual? Is it the same stuff we see anywhere else, a light in the sky or something like that?
7: Again, mostly airplanes, airplanes. Lights in the sky, I just immediately I have very little interest for any sort of story about lights in the sky other than a daytime light in the sky. I'm, I'm again, more interested in seeing lights on the ground right in front of me than I am.
2: Right. Structured craft are cool, too, in the daytime. Absolutely. Physical evidence in the environment. Um, I've seen some incredible, uh, what appear to be, like robot tracks that punched 18 inches into hard pan and went across a mining road about 30 miles Southeast of the ranch that the, there was just no way I could explain what the heck it was. It went up a probably a 30 35 degree slope of loose, loose um, road fill and then stamped across the road about four, maybe four and a half feet between strides, uh, big circular punches like some robot with a, uh, I don't know, 12-inch, you know, wide pads that have been punched into the ground with great force or weight. Um, those are the types of things that that interest me, physical evidence. Um, swaths of trees mowed down for no apparent reason. Um, I've seen uh, south of the ranch there. Of course, this is an area where there's a lot of um, mining, um, exploration for, for gas and oil. So you always have to take into consideration uh, possible... Um, you know, development of these types of resources. But for the most part, uh, you always have to have your eyes open for, for anything that strikes you as unusual. Ryan's had some experiences that <laughs> go a little bit off the scale in that department. Uh, you know, for some of our first-time listeners uh, to you, Ryan, why don't you give us, uh, give us a little bit more of a sense of how you were hooked into many, many return trips uh, up to that area. And you're coming all the way from Wisconsin, correct? Let's Before yeah. we do that, let's do a quick break. And then you could
1: give us that background information. A reminder, folks go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com to learn how to get a free copy of Chris O'Brien's Stalking the Tricksters. Join up the Paracast Plus and hear our other radio show after the Paracast, plus.thepowercast.com. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. <laughs>
9: If the IRS has garnished your paycheck or seized money from your bank account, you need to get professional tax help now. Fast action is required to put a halt to these aggressive IRS collection tactics. You can count on the knowledgeable team of tax professionals at Wall Associates. With over 30 years of experience, Wall Associates has settled the tax problems of thousands of taxpayers for a small fraction of what they owed. For a free face-to-face consultation, call 1-800-425-4610 to put a wall back between you and the IRS. 1-800-425-4610. Or look for us on the web at wallandassociates.net. We solve tax problems. If you hire Walland Associates today, you'll never have to talk to the IRS again. To stop the levies and seizures today, take action now. Call Walland Associates at 1-800-425-4610. Wall and Associates. 1-800-425-4610. Based on actual cases, results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services.
15: this is jerome clark
16: author of the ufo encyclopedia and other books you're listening to the Paracast.
1: ryan skinner you asked the overarching question there by chris o'brien what's your response
7: guessing he's looking for some of the more dramatic experiences that I've had over there that kind of keep drawing me back. Perhaps the most dramatic is uh, I had gone to uh, to the ranch, to a, to a position where I was overlooking the ranch. It's about a quarter of a mile away. It's a great vantage point. Um, I had been there multiple times before. Uh, we, we were pretty lucky to get out there early where the sun was just starting to set. And on the fields and Above the ranch house, we saw these glowing, pulsating balls of of light or, as I reflect on it now as, a, as the years have passed, I think balls of plasma is, is what I believe they, they were. Uh, and they were moving around. They seemed intellectually controlled. Some of them would uh, circle the house. Um, others seemed to march down the fields uh, in groups. As we were watching, uh, we were recording the entire event. I mean, just I, I felt finally validated that all my research had been validated. I finally had the proof I was looking for. I knew it would never be, wouldn't be enough, but I thought it was something tangible that I could pro- provide the community with that, that would be debated hotly for years to come. Um, because it, it wasn't just a light in the dark. This was, this was during the day and things were pretty damn clear. My did, heart. Was did you get a of video
2: chance. of this, by the way? I, I've never yeah, seen that.
7: Yeah. No, no, we, did, we didn't get video. I mean, of course, you know, as, as all the skeptics would say. But uh, two separate researchers, myself and another researcher, both recording two separate cameras uh, later in the go over the incident uh, here in a little bit. But as we checked our video cameras later in the night, it was not only erased. It was as if neither one of us had even hit the record button on our on our cameras. I get to my theory as to maybe why or how that had happened. But but it does play into uh, there was another incident on Skinwalker Ranch where, where they were. NIDS at that time had recording devices set up. And uh, as they were recording the fields, they believe some sort of uh, entity ripped all the wires out of the out of one of the cameras. And the time it took for that to occur, the damage to the camera and the vandalism, it was, uh, they said, less than a second, a fraction of a second for it to, to all have occurred. And for that to happen, I mean, literally, not almost this pole itself and all the wires had to be dismantled. And it would have taken somebody... You know, almost a team of people, several minutes to do that sort of damage with tools and everything else. So oh,
2: I filming that camera that never
7: picked right, up. That. Right. Right. And that's how they had come to that determination. This had happened between, you know, the, between the shutter, between the frames of the, of the camera. I mean, it was just unbelievable how it, how quickly this had happened um, as if time had stopped and, and something had intervened. But uh, uh, as we're watching these balls of light, uh, several of of them, branched off from the group, and actually started heading our direction. There was, a, there was a lighted pole behind the house, and they whizzed up to the top of the pole, which had a transformer on it. They did some sort of interaction with the transformer. I have no idea what, and it blew the blew up the power to the ranch house. Suddenly, all the lights at the ranch house went out. I mean, again, it was starting to get dusk at this point. Um, at that point, the guards uh, flew out of the shed. You know, they obviously lost power. To, they have a guard shack right right also on the ranch property next to the house, so they Spilled out of the their guardhouse or their little, um, I don't know, it's like a whatever it is, their shack, and uh, went over and started playing with the the fuse box, trying to get the power back on. As he came out of the the guard shack, what always blows my mind to this day is one of the balls of light was trap was trailing the guard. I mean, literally five to ten feet right behind him. Which uh, at that time I couldn't tell whether they're working with these balls of light, and this is some sort of government conspiracy, or if he really couldn't see it and had no idea it was there, yet you know, yet it was. And from my vantage point, uh, I don't know if it's a dimensional aspect or what, I could see it. They eventually got the power back to the ranch house. And as they did, um, again, three of these balls of light branched off, uh, started making their way towards us. I like to capture and research whatever's going on. I don't want to be a part of, <laughs> part of the process of what's going on. I didn't want to be some alien's uh, experiment. Unfortunately, that was starting to happen as these things were getting closer and closer to us. They would, uh, they would power up, get really big, and then uh, I described it like powering down. Their intensity of the light would just power down to, to nothing, uh, an infinitesimal point of light to, to winking out completely. There was no structure behind these things as they got closer. There was no metallic ball or, or drone. It, it was really just a ball of plasma that would wink into and out of existence. Um, eventually, they were above our heads. And I knew that because suddenly they, they materialized above the heads. They powered up and flashed a really bright light down on us. And I, again, years later, I theorized at that time, that's when they had messed with our, our video equipment is my only, my only guess as to what had happened. The lights then landed and uh, <laughs> um, I'd like to pretend to be the brave explorer. But I mean, I was really shaking, shaking in my boots, to say the least. I didn't want to be there anymore. I did not want to be anywhere near the ranch. Uh, Because I knew something would be coming and something did come. Uh, I finally got the courage to peek over the rock's edge. And uh, from this glowing pulsating light, uh, this black mist, this uh, materialistic. I mean, when I say mist or smoke, this this is a mist or smoke that had substance to it. It was darker than the night sky. It was now getting pretty dark out than the night sky around us. Um, It was swirling around, taking shapes, tendrils of it uh, lashing out. And from that... Um, It took the shape of a wolf, which then walked uh, directly towards us, uh, sat down no more than five feet away in a somber position and just stared intently at us.
1: Now, you say Um, a wolf like a traditional wolf or what we call a werewolf. What kind of wolf?
7: Definitely, I wouldn't call it a werewolf. I'd call it a gray, mangy, gray, kind of a scrawny wolf with a really long, bushy tail dark eyes. The eyes weren't glowing. The wolf did not walk on two feet. Um, it, it, never spoke. And it just, uh, and it, it was not a, it also was not a dog. I've, up here in Wisconsin. We have wolves, which they actually do not even have wolves in Utah, which makes it even more interesting. They've been extinct for some time.
2: It wasn't like one of the dog men. It wasn't smoking a cigarette.
7: No, it wasn't smoking a cigarette. And I smoked at that time. And I probably, I probably would have asked for it for, for one. <laughs> I was so nervous. It's seeing that. No, it was not. And I know the story you're talking about. But, uh, which to me makes it all all the more mysterious and real. Um, the, uh, the wolf sat there for a good five minutes. We didn't know what to do. Uh, and it eventually uh, made the choice for us by turning around, walked behind a rock, a large rock, and vanished. We looked behind the rock. There was nothing there. And from where the wolf was, now walked, uh, uh, <laughs> it's kind of silly, but a porcupine walked up and sat down to the same exact spot where the wolf was and did the same solemn um, statuesque kind of planted itself right there and just stared
2: at us. Well, I don't remember that detail. Wow. Were there any tracks from it? Did it leave physical tracks? Any sort of trace evidence?
7: Uh, I, I wish I, the biggest problem with Skinwalker Ranch again, and especially what we were doing at that time, which I haven't, done any trespassing sense, um, is uh, you're already walking on a, on a razor's edge, you know, being out there, as you know. And uh, right, after this, right after this occurred, we heard the, the guards were walking down the path directly towards us. We could hear their CBs and, and them uh, talking together. So we packed everything up pretty quick because they started, at this point, they were jogging up towards our position. So we packed everything up and, and got out of there. I tailed it out of there
2: for a second. They probably ended up blaming it on you. You became government so I, agents that were uh, putting holographic technology to work and uh, freaking them out. I
7: remember that. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know. But I do, you know, years later in uh, in my second book, uh, what is it, Skinwalker Ranch, No Trespassing, I, I did obtain uh, access to some of the guard files and oddly that that night, uh, there is not an incident of of the encounter, so I'm, I'm still perplexed and confused um, by that encounter. But but that's one of many. I mean, to me, that was one of the most dramatic things that, that ever happened, and, and left a, a Lassie impression on me. And I'm always looking for that experience again, I guess.
2: So what would you do this time? Put you know, put a 38 slug between its eyes, or.
7: That, that's fine. I mean, that real, thoughts like that really were going through my head at the time. I mean, do I do I try to bash this thing over the head? Do I do I pet it? Do I communicate with it? I remember trying to talk to it, but it there was no response. So uh, the key here is there?
1: that this thing never displayed any evidence of hostile intent. I'm going to ask None. you more about that in our next segment because we got a lot to talk about. Two new books out. From Ryan Skinner, who I guess at this point has written more books about Skinwalker Ranch than anyone. (sighs) Thank you. How about that? Think about that. And we'll talk more about that in our next segment with Gene and with Chris. You're in. Ooh, the Paracast.
8: Independently leading the way for the nation compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. If you owe $10,000 or more to the
11: IRS or state in back taxes, you know they'll never stop coming after you. With bank levies, wage garnishments, they'll even seize your home or business. The good news? A government program for tax debt forgiveness. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative.
15: I'm Paul Sibley. With U.S. Tax Shield, we can help navigate the new laws, get you protected, and resolve your tax issues permanently. Call
11: the experts at U.S. Tax Shield now for your free consultation and get a guaranteed quote to resolve your case. Call 800-436-6451.
8: That's 800-436-6451. It's a terrifying thought. You're trapped somewhere without a radio and no access to GCN shows. A doctor's office. The DMV. Your mother in laws. Come on, stay for dinner. That's what makes the newly redesigned GCN Live app a true lifesaver. Listen to your favorite GCN hosts and programming on your smartphone, wherever you are. Download yours free on iTunes or Google Play. The new GCN Live app. Don't leave home without it.
15: Are you suffering from EP? The symptoms include fraudulent charges to your credit card. Your subway card says it's empty, but you bought it yesterday. Someone's been in your hotel room, but the desk clerk says they only show you entering the room. These are signs of EP. Electronic pickpocketing. Payment cards, transit cards, even hotel room keys. Use a radio chip so you can just wave your card at the register, the turnstile, or your hotel room door. But what's convenient for you is also convenient for thieves waving scanners to electronically pickpocket you without even touching you. The good news is there's a cure. ID Stronghold has created leather wallets and clutches that have built-in EP protection. Layers of shielding material cleverly concealed in a beautiful leather wallet that stops the symptoms of EP. Go to IDStronghold.com now and get the cure. IDStronghold.com. Warning, ID Stronghold wallets could lead to feelings of safety and security, comfort in crowds, and euphoria. If you experience these emotions, immediately inform your friends and family about IDStronghold.com so they can feel better too.
0: Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg.
1: Okay, there's a TV show now called Bitten. It's about clans of werewolves or packs of werewolves on the sci-fi channel. But we're not going to talk about that. We'll talk about things that happen in reality. So I asked a question of Ryan Skinner, our guest and prolific author of books on Skinwalker Ranch. Would you have a response?
7: What do I think about werewolves?
1: No, 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 no.
2: <laughs> no if, Sorry, Gene. Go for G- Gene is a werewolf, so be careful with your answer. That's right.
1: You know. Even, remember, because... even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolfbane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. Remember right. that. Yeah, evidently. I remember it. Okay. We're taking over here, folks. Let's go back to the basic core of this here, Ryan. You never yeah. thought when you're seeing these creatures, my God, I got to get out of here. What if it attacks? What if it wants to make me its lunch?
7: The minute that the, minute the ball of light uh, flew over ahead, this thing was 10 feet above us. I wanted nothing. I wanted to be anywhere else in the world except where I was at at that point. And then... Uh, and then when it landed, feeling even intensified at that point to wind to run. And unfortunately, we're at the edge of a cliff. So where it landed uh, was, was my only escape route. I, I would have had to jump over. They call it Werewolf Ridge.
3: And
1: Werewolf Ridge? Us. Skinwalker yeah, Ridge.
7: The, the locals, well, recently, more recently, researchers researchers have renamed it Skinwalker Ridge. But I found out from speaking with the locals who have been there for the past 40, 50 years it actually, had the nickname that very ridge before the Shermans and uh, Nids and Bigelow and the whole hoopla came into town. It was uh, named Werewolf Ridge.
2: Really? Well, that's news.
7: It a, it's got a history to it. Yeah.
2: And that's where, if you follow that ridge line up, isn't that where the, um, the burial ground is?
7: Right. Yep. On the eastern part of the property.
2: Right. Which is not a place that I would recommend anyone going. Based on what I've heard uh, from sources up there, locals, that is the reason why the ranch is taboo, according to some some accounts. Okay, Ryan, do you believe in werewolves? Then,
7: interesting. You know, I'm I'm located in uh, in Wisconsin, (laughs) about 20 miles away from. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever heard of the Bray Road Beast.
2: Of course, we've had Linda on the show many times, Linda Godfrey, of course, uh, the author.
7: Yeah, Linda's great. She's uh, and again, that's about 20 miles from my house, and when that whole incident occurred, you know, I'm just fascinated by the whole mythos and the, and the story behind it. So uh, I, I you had a werewolf
2: hitchhiker and you didn't realize it.
7: Exactly. Followed me to Utah at that time. <laughs> well, I the thing, know. of but course, if
1: it's a
2: werewolf, it would be in the form of a human. So you never know. Well, there, there have been those up there, too. Uh, my favorite story is the werewolf that the cops were chasing that was leaping 20, 25, 30 feet from house to house on the rooftops. <laughs> Being followed by the cops, uh, witnessed al- allegedly by quite a number of people, and that was up just two miles north in Fort Duchesne from the ranch.
7: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. The cops, yeah, the cops were actually chasing this thing. It was knocking over garbage cans. Multiple people had seen it. Yeah, it, it just fascinates me how, how kind of the locals just how mundane these things are to the locals out there.
2: I still have not wow. tracked down the cell phone shot of it. Supposedly, someone did get a cell phone picture. Yeah.
7: I haven't heard of that boy would I like to see. And you know, I've heard different descriptions of it too. One person described it as having a hammerhead shark kind of a head to it. Oh, well, that's right. Uh, yeah, I guess the cop had cornered it and as it uh, leapt over the rooftop, you got a clear view of it. But yeah, that is pretty frightening. Um anyway, do I believe in werewolves? I don't know. Um I believe in I think this I think whatever these things are, they're they're dimensional in nature. You know, they're crossing time and space. I, I don't think it's traditional. Just, just my gut feeling on this. Uh, I don't think it's as simple as just uh, visitors from another planet or uh, or werewolves and vampires. I think it's uh, it is somewhat grounded in a in a science that's yet unknown to us.
3: All right,
1: let me ask you a fast question then. How do you come to this conclusion? With what evidence would you assume any time space transfers? It's a
2: lack of evidence.
7: <laughs> yeah, good point. yeah, that that's probably exactly it. You know it's it's just me and my voice uh, saying this, but I, I know what I know we had captured everything on on film, and for for that all to be erased uh, as as smoothly as it was and seamlessly. Uh, it, to me that that seems to point towards something being able to alter alter time at least potentially space, uh, as these things are popping in and out of of our reality. I mean, I've seen them and others. I have countless stories of uh, these balls of light and entities actually walking literally right into the ridge itself, into solid rock. Um, I don't think they operate on the same uh, three-dimensional physics that that we're bound to. And uh, it's kind of a bombshell, but you know, every year, every year, my my everyone asks my opinion or what is my hypothesis or what is what are these things? And, and lately, uh, I've always said it's, it has a spiritual nature to it. Um, and lately, I'm leaning towards this is kind of uh, might be shocking, but uh, the jinn. And when I say the jinn, I'm referring to uh, the Islamic version of, of genies, not the not the traditional Western media portrayal of them. Just a lot of things seem to align with with that that entity and, and that that type of being,
2: which are normally associated with particular locations. The gen, the gen tend to t- tend locations. to stick to one spot.
7: Yeah, yeah, that that's another aspect to them. And and whatever this is doesn't you know it seems to be on a. I've always called it I've always called it a leash. They seem to be leashed and tethered to a to the ranch in that, that you went basin area. It does not seem to stray much further past that, despite, <laughs> despite my own book, having stories of the whole four corners region. But uh, I think it really is significantly hotter right in that you basin versus uh, almost any other location I've ever been to or, or well, even.
2: heard. Well, of. well, that brings us to, to the, uh, to the new books. Why don't you give us uh, some of some highlights from the new books and, some of the accounts that you've uh, included that uh, you haven't discussed uh, before on the show or, or written about in your other books. Uh, wh- where did these stories come from? Why why release them now? And, uh, you know, give us a sense of uh, what they are.
7: Well, I actually was crafting a single book. All the material that I had gathered, I realized I had two separate stories to tell. Tales of the Skinwalker is just a is a collection of, of stories of, of different different people in the Four Corners region. When I say the Four Corners region, of course, that's uh, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Nevada. I, I found that there really, <laughs> I sought out uh, other books on on the topic of skinwalkers, and I, I didn't want I didn't want fantasy. I wanted to hear actual stories and tales about people encountering a skinwalker, and I, I couldn't find any. So. I had been holding on to a few stories people had shared with me over the years, but unfortunately, they were from all over, from areas other than just uh, Skinwalker Ranch. So I couldn't utilize them in the other book. But uh, but being a little bit more broad-based, I found some commonalities and some really fascinating stories about people encountering these. The other book, The UFO Farm, is a kind of chronicle's my personal story over the years, uh, summarizes almost the, the first two books that I wrote on the topic and, uh, introduces a lot of new information from some, uh, it's almost an extension of the second book, no trespassing, which I was given a lot of information from insiders regarding the phenomena. And, and, uh, I've, since that book was written, I've collected even more information from, from new sources, which, which I've chronicled in that book. I've also included a uh, yeah, it's one thing to write things down. I guess words create, a, create more of a picture than a, than a photo itself. But uh, the problem is when you're really reading about the ranch, you want to visualize all these different areas that I'm describing. So I included quite a few photos. And, and some of my readers had asked to, uh, for more pictures and photos. So quite a bit of the book uh, is photos of the region. Um, drawings of eyewitnesses who had encounters. I, again, unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, there's not a lot of photographic and video evidence. I captured what I could from years ago. It's on my website. But uh, the best evidence is is the human mind and putting that to, uh, to pen and paper. It's, it's not the best evidence, but that's all that we have at the moment.
1: Let's break for this moment and have more to talk about. With Ryan Skinner and Gene and Chris, you're in The Pericast.
8: the receiver with your heart racing and sweat dripping from your forehead you finally muster the courage to dial the number to call into your favorite talk radio show it rings once twice and then hello it's gcn what's your name and the state you're calling from surprised you got through you squeak out jason from minnesota please hold as you patiently wait for your turn you begin to daydream about being a famous talk radio host and what it would be like to have your own show jason from minnesota you're up millions of loyal listeners worldwide waiting to call and talk to you Caller, are you there? Cheering crowds surround you, calling out your name. Going once, twice. Okay, we gotta move on to the next caller. You blew it. Huh? Wait, no! Interact with the host you're listening to right now, online at GCNlive.com. Click on the community link. Engage with other listeners. Ask questions. Start debates. Don't agree with a host? Let them know. Be a part of the community at GCNlive.com.
17: Noticed how many sick and miserable people there are? I'm serious. I'm talking about people of all ages who have conditions and diseases which affect their quality of life. Most of them seem to have one thing in common polypharmacy. That is, dependence on multiple prescription drugs with side effects that actually make them sicker and sicker, not healthy. The good news is that people are waking up to the fact that if you supply your body with all of the nutrients it requires, you will feel better, be healthier, and have a better life. It's important to know that Beyond Tangy Tangerine is the most Most amazing, great-tasting, comprehensive nutritional supplement. Besides supplying all the vitamins our bodies need, it also supplies the necessary minerals that are required for the vitamins to kick in. Look, folks, I'm hooked on it, and I think if you try it, you'll become hooked. This stuff really works. That's why I'm urging you to make it part of your daily health regimen. Visit InfoWarsTeam.com to secure your canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine today. Sign up for auto-ship and save on shipping costs. That's Beyond Tangy Tangerine at InfoWarsTeam.com.
0: We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
1: Sorry to have interrupted you, Ryan. Would you want to continue your response on the Paracast with Gene and Chris?
7: I think that kind of summarizes the book a lot of the book also is a summary of some of the interviews that i've done over the years and and highlights the interviews that i've done here in the paracast and the information that we've uncovered I, I find all that to be pertinent because a lot of it's not in in the utah ufo display and Colm Kelleher's books my own books you know from just us sitting here talking right now we're um, creating information sharing stories that, that no one's ever heard before and i feel uh Part of what I'm doing here is is acting as if some sort of repository for these stories that that someone else one day will carry the torch and help uh, reveal the mystery behind what what is going on out there. Something very real is happening. I mean, we have government agencies investigating it and contracting the research that's being done out there. We have a, a billionaire who owns the property, who to this day um, is paying researchers and guards to guard it. It's a mystery. It's it's one I intend to. I mean, even if even if I'm not able to one day, I hope someone else uh, can pick up the torch and, and continue to shed some light on this.
2: Well, let, let's hear some of the more riveting accounts uh that are included in these uh in these two new books. Uh, for instance, uh you know, we have the ongoing controversy that um inadvertently helped fuel uh with my appearance on the Jesse Ventura show when I was Frank and quoted as confirming rumors of deaths on the ranch, which is the exact opposite of what I said. I said, I can't confirm rumors. But uh, what are the full... This this question comes from one of our listeners uh, who posted a question on the question thread at forum.theparacast.com, where our guests are asked questions by Paracast Forum posters. And Cosmonaut wants to know what are the full and complete details of an alleged battle on the ranch between wormhole aliens and Bigelow armed personnel? First of all, do you think it's true? Why or why not? And, uh, and then he goes on for a second question. But l- let's look at that. Uh, according to what I uh, have seen in the new books, uh, there's very little, if any, mention of that.
7: I guess I'm, I'm not a big supporter of that theory. I know it's the most shocking account out there, and it makes for a great story. But I've done my own digging into that story quite a bit uh, by people that are in the know that would know. And I keep hitting, I keep hitting a brick wall. I can't remember who brought this story to light. Was it a safari? I can't see his name right. Safari, Jack Safari. I think he's a, some sort of
2: physicist. Jack Sarfati. He's an astrophysicist that lives on the North Beach in California.
7: Where there's smoke, there's fire. But uh, I think a lot of the facts of the story got misinterpreted. I've since uh, I've spoken with Colonel Alexander, who I'm now trying to form up better relationship and a working relationship with, with uh, as I might be doing some future work with him. And also with uh, George Knapp himself, I'm just not convinced that that someone was actually uh, killed on the property and that this, the story is as, as was told.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I In happened to mention your appearance on the show today to a fellow researcher today. And he said, you know, I've known George Knapp for I don't know how many years and that's the only the only time he's ever yelled at me is when I asked him about about the alleged uh, deaths on the ranch. He said he he found that a little peculiar because George is not usually the type that would yell at you.
1: Okay, he yelled
2: at you. What did he say? What was he yelling about, or was it just well, general Well, emphatically yelling? denying that there was anything to the story, and okay. when I talked to him initially, all the way back in 2003, I think, or 2004, when this whole thing first cropped its ugly head, uh, he was very circumspect about it and said that was the first he'd ever heard about it. But I guess possibly now, down through the years, he's had so many people ask him about it that it, it it's probably, uh, it's become a, a, a bit of a sore point uh, for him. Of course, there are the uh, sources that I've been able to uncover that do confirm that something uh, unusual uh, occurred that's, on the ranch. So uh, in terms of that's somebody point, dying.
7: That's the point I want to make. I, where there's smoke, there's fire. I think something did occur, but I, I think it's getting sensationalized with, with the current uh, version of, of somebody being killed. I, I think something fantastic occurred. I, I just, At this point, I just don't know what. Um, and when I had brought this uh, to Colonel Ag- Alexander, he seemed to have a pretty pretty dramatic emotional reaction to that claim as well, just like, uh, just like George and Apis had. Is Difficult there any evidence, develop, though, yeah. that
1: anyone came to harm at all that we can really pinpoint?
7: Here's what I believe happened. I don't, and I'm not here to promote other books, but I'm I actually, I'm just here to promote the topic of Skinwalker Ranch in general. And anybody doing any sort of research or working into that topic, I'm fascinated by and, and, and actually support uh, there was a book written by, I believe the author's name is Eric Retz, who uh, claims to be, I think, uh, working with one of the guards at Skinwalker Ranch, one of the ex-guards at Skinwalker Ranch, who kind of gave a, a bare-all story of, of what had happened to him out there. And his claim, it, according to his claim, a um, real similar story to mine, seeing balls of light, uh, one of the balls of light landed, and these two, uh, two wolves approached him. Actually, they were walking... Uh, bipedally Uh, towards him. He ended up uh, falling backwards into a portal. And according to the story, he was missing for three days while the, uh, while Bigelow and everyone at the ranch was, uh, I guess, uh, pretty concerned when one of their guards suddenly goes missing completely in another state on a paranormal ranch doing research. And in that time, he claims he was in some sort of alternate alternate dimension and shown various things, but uh, but he returned uh, three days later and was taken to the hospital. He turned alive. I guess he was pretty parched and uh, and weakened, but uh, and he was uh, debriefed and brought back to Nevada, back to the compound, and uh, finally decided to share his story. So that's so, what. So I'm they brought
2: him back and meaning. used him
7: as bait. The cards. The cards that I know, um, the ones that I've I've spoken with, that is the exact term that that they have told to me. They said. They question uh, whether they were there, whether their role was to guard anything at all, or whether they were the ones being uh, experimented on
2: and <laughs> dangled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi, i right. really uh, you know I'm a, I'm a blue Rapala today. You can be a dry fly. I'm not going to ask anyone to explain what that means. Well, th- those are types of bait, Gene. Um, you have salmon eggs, flies, uh, lures. You can be a wiggly worm, um, even grasshoppers, uh, pieces of meat can all be used as bait.
1: Well, I understand here, I do not do fishing. I did fishing when I was 10 years old. And then I did fishing when I was 11 years old. And I didn't do any more fishing. I guess because
2: I don't eat seafood. So I don't see the value. Well, if you're ever fishing for a sky trout, the type that I've seen videotaped flying by in the air, the best way to catch those is with a sky blue Rapala lure. All right. Well, maybe we should advertise this. They'll come over and buy ads. I'm sorry I'm just I'm I'm waxing uh, outdoorsy here. Well, Ryan, uh, you know, I did uh get confirmation of a death on the ranch. Uh according to one source, it was an Indian who used the ranch as a place to commit suicide. The other confirmation was just that somebody's death was investigated on the ranch. Um I have never uncovered anything high strange or paranormal behind these particular Claims, if you will, um, uncorroborated uh, to some extent. But something did go on there, and I've, I've whittled it down to somewhere around the second half of July 1999.
1: We're going to this explore what that means in our next segment with Gina and Chris and Ryan Skinner. You're in The Paracast.
8: Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk. For every political persuasion, we are
1: GCN.
11: It's very easy to be a criminal. All you need to burglarize a home is one simple household tool, a pair of scissors. If your home security system can be compromised by a criminal using scissors, then you're making it easy for them. Almost every home security system, even those sold by big-name companies, has a weakness. The phone line. You shell out $1,500, get locked into a long-term contract, and think you're safe. But a burglar can destroy your alarm in seconds with one snip. And when a burglar cuts your phone line? you. You're defenseless. Simply Safe Home Security is the smarter choice. Built by Harvard engineers, Simply Safe uses a wireless connection to call the cops. Scissors can't cut it, and that means your home stays safe. 24-7 professional monitoring is under $15 a month with no contract. Simply Safe Home Security keeps you safer than the other guys for half the cost. Protect your home with the alarm you can trust. Simply Safe. Go to simplysafedefense.com now for an exclusive 10% offer. That's simplysafedefense.com. Pharmacist Ben Fuchs
10: knows the importance of proper digestion. Make sure you take a look at the Ultimate Enzyme product. They're made with bile salts and fat digestion enzymes and protein digestive enzymes. And not only do the Ultimate Enzymes give you obvious benefits for digestion, but they can also help keep your blood flowing through your circulatory system. As most of you probably know by now, thick, sludgy, clotting blood is a serious risk factor for heart disease and stroke. Clearly, inappropriate and excessive blood clotting is a major health issue, and thick sludgy blood is not just about heart health either. Sludgy blood can compromise oxygenation and nutrient delivery to all your cells and tissues and organs and ultimately lead to almost any health issue you can name.
9: Concerned about proper digestion and heart health,
10: order Ultimate Enzymes by
9: calling 866 735 2470. That's 866 735 2470 or on the web at BrightsideBed.com. That's BrightsideBed.com. Order today. Friends, this is Alex
17: Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic any time. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas Brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. This
0: is Micah Hanks of The Gray Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal
1: radio. Chris O'Brien, let's go back through time. Tell us about this particular strange event.
2: Well, again, these are only rumors. Uh, they're not corroborated. They haven't been confirmed. I have not been able to obtain any sort of documentation to support these claims, but uh, two separate sources did mention a death of some individual on the ranch sometime in the mid to latter parts of the summer of 1999. Whether now, these are
1: sources th- that you
2: trust. Yes, they are. Um, uh, one source that I uh, trust implicitly because they worked nearby the ranch on a a, a large uh, uh, for a large corporation. They had a high profile position. I've checked her out. Uh, it's a it's a woman. I've checked her out in her bona fides. You know, she was who she said she was, and did have the work history that she claimed she had. And um, she would not have come to me with this particular story unless I, you know, in my estimation, unless uh, she felt that it was true. And she did have a a personal one on one interaction with Ute law enforcement personnel who did confirm that there was a suicide on the ranch. She didn't believe him at the time. She felt he was covering up something, but that's what she was told. And she was right there observing unusual activity on the ranch uh, when this interaction with law enforcement uh, personnel uh, occurred. Uh, she was asked <laughs> to immediately leave, vacate, you know, her vantage point where she had she found herself uh, confronted by law enforcement. So, I, you know, I don't want to give away any names. I don't have permission to use her name. But that wasn't the only person. I had someone else also confirm that a death occurred on the ranch. However, I have never heard anything having to do with the paranormal, the high strange, firefights, some sort of altercation, either either accidental or otherwise. I have never heard anything to authenticate any of those types of scenarios. I have heard, you know, as Ryan mentioned, sensationalized versions of a portal opening up right in front of uh, personnel, and and somebody falling in in one one uh, uh, case, and that was before the recent book that came out. What was the guy's name, Eric? What was his name that wrote the book?
7: Eric Reitz, R-H-E-T-T-E-S. This is
2: before Eric's book came out. I did hear about somebody inadvertently falling into or having the portal open up and kill them was one version of the story. Um, So, again, all this is just, it's all fireside chat material. It's uh, campfire stories until we can get some sort of, uh, you know, real evidence. Have you ever checked into a suicide on the ranch, uh, Ryan?
7: No, but you got me hungry for that story. So now I... Might be talking off air about this uh, a little the bit second,
2: more. second half of July 1999 is about when I can ID the time period.
7: No, I, uh, I knew one of the Myers' uh, children had some sort of accident on the property and uh, was buried on the ranch, which is uh, one of the reasons why they told the Shermans that there's no digging on the ranch.
2: According to uh, Comb Kelleher and George Knapp, it, it seemed that Terry felt that any time he was going to do some digging – and, and actually started using a backhoe or started putting in irrigation, digging ditches, that sort of thing. That seemed to spark activity. And it seemed to be like throwing gasoline on a fire or something.
7: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that parallel is yet. And I, re, I remember reading that. So, And I know uh, in the northern part of the property, uh, two years ago, the, they're doing all sorts of, uh, I don't know if it's fracking or, or what they're doing out there, but they're doing uh, oil excavation all around the ranch, and they were actually building a pipeline right right through the northern part northern part of the ranch, digging in the pipeline.
2: What, at the base of the ridge?
7: Uh, right past the ridge, a little bit north of the ridge, and I know uh, Bigelow wasn't too happy about that, and the project suddenly it didn't continue, so I don't know where it's at right now. Again,
2: I have, have you checked into the mineral, and, and mineral rights and treasure rights on the property? Does Bigelow uh, retain all those? It doesn't sound like he does. He does. He, he, does? he does.
7: And that was another, that was another uh, curious thought I had was maybe he didn't have the mineral rights, which is exactly why he, he does have he does have the rights on the property. Keep in mind the ranch and especially everything to the north of it uh, is owned by Hickens, not Bigelow. He only owns a small section of that ridge.
2: Right, right. That's what I thought. So, but but the ranch can I guess only be called that south of the ridge.
7: That's correct. But when I think of I guess the popular idealization of the ranch is that it includes the ridge and the ridge line and everything else. Which no, Canada it doesn't.
2: That's fine. why you and I can go up there and sneak sneak around it. And- <laughs>
7: That's right, right, in, right.
2: In all confidence. <laughs> so
7: when I said I was trespassing, not Ooh, necessarily on Bigelow's property, <laughs> I think you
2: did. I didn't, I say, didn't say that, did I? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I don't too. make a point of going up there. I try to stay away from that part of the world. Actually, where I'm, I'm interested in is south of the ranch, at the southern end of the Uinta Basin, where all the, you know, I, I, I consider the ranch to be the red herring, and all the good stuffs happened south yes. of there. <laughs>
7: I remember, yeah, at the beginning of this interview—that's where I had my first encounter. Was was south of the ranch. That whole exactly. area, Books Cliff area, just is. That's I really think that's where some of this is, is emanating hmm. from. Yeah, um, we had a little bit different direction, and something I want to make sure I get across in the interview and a little bit of new information is uh, I learned from one of my sources that. Uh, we talked about portals opening up and potentially someone dying out there i really want to reiterate to the reader that whatever this is out there it is not benign it is potentially hostile and and has been known to have done hostile kind of activity to uh, others in the past for example the best example is the uh, dogs that were turned to the, the sherman's dogs that were on the ranch that were turned to puddles of goo hair and teeth
2: Ooh, whoa. Tell us more ahead. about that. Give us more did, I was on the phone with Terry the night that happened. Okay. Can you give us more specifics?
7: I'd rather hear, I'd rather hear it uh, from you.
2: Well, I mentioned what,
7: what this. Terry, then, what did Terry
2: say? Well, I've mentioned this a number of times. Uh, he called me right when the, uh, the blue uh, glowing balls of light showed up and he called mm-hmm. me on the phone and gave me a blow by blow description of what the balls were doing uh, w- uh, in real time. And, um, at one point, um, I think they had already come out and they had checked out his horses. Then he called me. They were out milling around, I think around the corrals. Uh, his wife went outside. He, he was yelling at her to get back in. Uh, she came back in the light flew really close to the ranch house. The, the lights dimmed, uh, the, you know, the outside lights and the ranch uh, house lights inside dimmed. And then uh, I'd have to check my notes on this, but, um, uh, pretty quickly, within a minute or two, um, he said, oh, boy, my it, it, the light has taken off. It, it took off. It went out uh, towards towards the, the shrubs and the, and the bushes and out towards the trees. Uh, and his dogs were ch- uh, out chasing it. He says, I got to go get my dogs. I'll call you back. And he never did call me back. And so I figured, you know, everything had died down. Nothing had happened. I called him the next morning or he called me. I forget which. I, I, I think I may have called him. And he said he had gone out and was unable to find his dogs. And we went out the following morning, he found three grease piles, is how he put it, uh, which he assumed were his dogs. And uh, later on, descriptions came out that uh, there were uh, the teeth were there, some hair, some hide, and other things. But he used the word, he found three grease piles that used to be his dogs, is how he put it to me the following day. So he's saying long and short of it is he never saw those dogs again. No. Okay. No, the the dogs disappeared, and and it's assumed that they met a very uh, traumatic end. And uh, one thing that I found very curious is in the book, Hunt for the Skinwalker, the event, if memory serves me correct, was stated as happening in April of 1995 when the event actually happened the first week of August 1996 because I wrote it down as it was happening. I wrote it down in my logbook. And uh, so Com and, and uh, George were relying on Terry's um, 10 years later, his recollections or eight years later, and Terry evidently got the dates wrong because I had them right. I was on the phone with him when that incident happened. And to make it even more bizarre, I had just received reports of, of softball-sized blue glowing lights in the San Luis Valley um, the same day that those uh, types of lights were described up at the Uinta Basin. What I a just, strange, what a strange <laughs> report! I'll tell you folks. Just to kind of make send it off in even further into the Twilight Zone. Let's go to another
1: Twilight Zone here, and then we'll be back and figure out what dimension we're in. With Ryan Skinner, Gene, and Chris, you're in the Twilight Zone. <laughs>
8: Minds Think Alive. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network.
10: GCN. Usually, the older one gets, the less you are able to absorb amino acids and the less you are able to repair the 100 trillion cells of your body. As a result, you'll have less energy, your tissues will shrink, and you'll become wrinkled. An older person will typically injure more easily and heal more slowly. Not fun. However, if you could consume a protein powder that is easier to absorb... Then you may be able to gain back some strength, muscle, and speed of recovery. One World Way is a highly digestible whey protein powder that may be the perfect answer for you.
17: My name is Errol. I'm 74 years old. You know, the taste of One World Way is amazing. I play pickleball, and since taking One World Way and your trace mineral supplement, I have more energy and recover faster from my working out. I used to take another grass-fed whey protein powder, but now I'm getting much better results using One World Whey.
10: Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com.
11: It's very easy to be a criminal. All you need to burglarize a home is one simple household tool, a pair of scissors. If your home security system can be compromised by a criminal using scissors, then you're making it easy for them. Almost every home security system, even those sold by big name companies, has a weakness. The phone line. You shell out $1,500, get locked into a long-term contract, and think you're safe. But a burglar can destroy your alarm in seconds with one snip. And when a burglar cuts your phone line, you you're defenseless. Simply Safe Home Security is the smarter choice. Built by Harvard engineers, Simply Safe uses a wireless connection to call the cops. Scissors can't cut it. And that means your home stays safe. 24 7 professional monitoring is under $15 a month with no contract. Simply Safe Home Security keeps you safer than the other guys for half the cost. Protect your home with the alarm you can trust. Simply Safe. Go to SimplySafeDefense.com now for an exclusive 10% offer. That's
4: SimplySafeDefense.com. Hi, John Hubner from Midas Resources. Are you tired of watching your hard-earned assets dwindle away? As government spending is out of hand and the Federal Reserve is creating in excess of $20 billion a week, are you tired of stockbrokers gambling away your hard-earned money? Is this market a setup for a crash greater than 1987? Too many of today's policies resemble those that led to the collapse of 1929. This is John Hubner, and that was me in 2007. 62237 extension 129 Hi, it's Grant Cameron from presidentialufo.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
1: Or the other show, There is Nothing Wrong With Your TV Set. We Are Controlling Transmission. I don't want to get into that.
2: <laughs> no, we're in the outer limits with this one. Ryan, you are absolutely correct. You cannot assume love and light Space brothers here to solve all our right. problems. We are dealing with something that does have a mercurial, tricksterish type personality that can be fatal.
7: Absolutely can be fatal. And it, I mean, whether you're becoming a grease spot instantaneously, like what happened to the dogs, or more of the, uh, the slow, painful death, it, it is occurring in the basin. I recently was able to speak with uh, one of the higher ups over, that was working with bass at that time when I say, uh, working with bass, he was not a part of bass. Um, uh, that's, uh, bass is what NIDS evolved into acronym for NIDS, but, uh, he was actually working, uh, with the government. Um, I don't want to reveal too much about his position or anything else, but the government was working directly with, uh, Bass. they had contracted the work that was going on at the property. He's, uh, of course is sworn to oaths and everything else. So he's very little he can share with me, but, uh, he did intimate to me that uh, whatever is out there is a concern for the U.S. government. It's a uh, it's considered a threat to the U.S. government um, and it's concerning to our government and also that the uh, locals mm. are coming down with uh, high rates of cancer and that those exposed to the light are, are also uh, uh, having immediate uh, uh, radiation, I guess, poisoning symptoms.
1: All right, this is an interesting claim here. I want to get more information about it. And by the way, that buzzing you hear occasionally, that's Ryan's mobile phone. It is. Where someone's trying to call so it buzzes rather than rings. Okay, he's using that for a Skype connection. All right, so if people are getting sick, is that documented anywhere? And when you say that, of course, I think of the situation over at the Rendlesham Forest UFO case, where we have John Burroughs, who got sick after that. So in this case here, when you say people are getting sick, suggesting that, do we have names, dates, places, something?
7: Not a. Yeah. Again, I'm just a guy who who is fascinated by the topic, who, who got thrown into this. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not a statistician, statistician. Statistician, <laughs> yes. But uh, I am a, I'm a collector and purveyor of stories, and this one. Not only that, but I've made, uh, relationships with the neighbors surrounding the ranch. And one of my closest relations that I had formed was with Charles Wynn, who is directly to the West of the ranch, owns, owns a lot of land out there. And, uh, Charles had a, a close encounter that had occurred to him in the early two thousands where he, uh, encountered one of these balls of light, a r- real large one zoomed right up to him that he believes, uh caused his illness he eventually uh, he eventually contracted uh, several forms of cancer and is now he, he died he's dead right now unfortunately a great person too but uh, right up into his death he said no one would listen to him but he believed uh, that encounter is what is what had caused his illness and, and all the different forms of cancer that he had contracted he was he said he was health, healthy as a horse prior to that and uh, immediately after suffered all forms of depression and and different cases of cancer. Uh, there's also John to the East. He you know, is a neighbor to the East. And I don't quote me, but I've heard from his neighbors and other locals that he also has uh, cancer as well. None of these are, are young people, but uh, it was just the rates of cancer in that region and depression and suicide are off the charts.
1: All okay, right. You're and, making a claim here. A factual am claim amazing. off the charts, yeah. Ryan. How do we know that? Do we have records? Do you have newspaper accounts? Anything?
7: That's the to- I don't. I don't. I don't have any of the stats. Um, I, I really think I, I need someone uh, with a lot more experience in that field to to do the footwork uh, for me.
2: Well, just look up rates of environmental cancers uh, on Indian reservations and the you know, the area around the hickorya Apache Reservation, Dulce will come up high on the charts. Now you're saying that there's possible uh, correlations with the Uinta Basin and the the Ute Indians. Uh, I think that would be a really worthwhile study for one of our listeners or or Ryan or even myself when I have some extra time to look into. Um, Because of Project Gas Buggy in 1966 – when the government uh, in El Paso uh, oil uh, exploded a 27-megaton nuclear weapon 4,000 feet below Dulce, just a few miles southwest, uh, it probably leached into the groundwater, and we have high rates of environmental cancers. What we're talking about here with the in a basin may be different. Uh, it seems to be more select, and I would think that uh, a study of uh, that particular county uh, in terms of right. environmental rates of cancer is, is readily available online. So that's something that you could possibly look into, Ryan.
1: When we were busy throwing off nuclear bombs in the 40s and 50s, were any tests done within any distance of these places?
7: I'm told uh, St. George had a bunch of bombs and ordinances that were exploded up there that, that locals, right after the bombs had, had been tested, I guess locals had described uh, silvery cobweb, Kind of things that had gone all over the trees. If you've ever heard of that before, yeah, like fiberglass. Yeah,
2: and I think they even sued, didn't they? They successfully sued the government. I have no idea. You remember that story? I seem to, I seem to recall that. That's some uh, 40,
7: 50 minutes from uh, Skinwalker Ranch. So maybe there's a correlation there. But 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 what was fascinating? The reason I bring that up is is I'd always heard I'd always heard those rumors again of, of the locals, uh, the high suicide rates. Uh, cases of depression and especially uh, cancer, and then to hear this from from someone I I believe uh, checked out his credentials, someone I believe is higher up with the military, confirming that to me. Uh, I just uh, again, these are not our space, space, space brothers that are going to bring enlightenment and everything else. This is uh, something that's concerning our own government.
1: That's now the, that's an interesting question here. Are we seeing here, when we look at these events, any evidence of some kind of government interactions in terms of doing various and sundry kinds of tests?
7: Bigelow would bring out all sorts of his various uh, space equipment out to the ranch from time to time, and
1: how so?
3: A
7: different atmosphere. I, he had. He would bring machines that would different atmospheric changes, and I don't know. Most of his tests they actually were pretty, pretty low uh, low key and not very advanced. I just know one time he brought out this uh, multi million dollar machine that was supposed to test all sorts of the soil and the, the atmosphere and the, the forecast, and all sorts of different things that I have no idea exactly what he was looking for. But uh, I guess whatever he was trying to test, the machine broke on site. They had tested it uh, extensively in Nevada, everything had worked flawlessly, but when they brought it to the ranch, it kept, uh, it kept breaking. Was that a coincidence? Was that part of the phenomena? I don't know. But I do know some of the tests that he would run is there's really low. There's not a lot of sensationalism to them. He would have uh, he would plant beans at uh, on the ranch and at various places on the ranch. And then also also at the exact same time, plant beans uh, and watch the growth rates and at different places around Utah, you know, all at the same time. And everything that had grown on the ranch, these beans, as they would start to grow, would actually wither and die or not grow at all. Versus all the other locations where he had had grown a uh, life. To me, it was although, uh, not the most advanced uh, <laughs> test. It was
2: pretty Ooh, well. I mean, it has some has some uh, some gravitas to it. I wouldn't yeah. want to be a real estate agent trying to sell farmland in that area if that's the case.
7: No kidding. Maybe that ties into what the, what's being examined out there, and then these these rates of cancer, and, and maybe there is some larger health concern. Um, it, it is public knowledge that the the Fort Duchesne that Uinta Basin area has, I think, the highest or the highest ozone rate in the entire world is is the claim that I've come across. And I know they've the governments come in and done all sorts of studies as to why, and I believe they currently still don't know why the ozone is uh, so whack in that region.
2: So I'm a little confused here. Now you're saying that that region has has more ozone uh, detected. Yes, that's what really hmm. interesting. i I never heard your, that because uh, just south and right. south and slightly east of there is is some of the regions that have uh, the most methane hmm. uh, attributed to it. Uh, if isn't it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, right around Farmington, I'm sure one of our listeners will uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, didn't they, I've just seen a series of articles within the last three or four months that there's a huge hotspot of of methane, I think, that's uh, coming out of the area north of Farmington, which again, as the crow flies, is not that far from, uh, you know, the area we're talking about around the U.N.A. Basin. We're talking, what, a couple hundred miles, maybe? 250 miles? Let's do our break
1: here. And then we'll figure this all out again. Talking about Skinwalker Ranch and environs with Ryan Skinner, author of two new books on the subject. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Outer Limits.
8: Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN.
15: Are you suffering from EP? The symptoms include fraudulent charges to your credit card. Your subway card says it's empty, but you bought it yesterday. Someone's been in your hotel room, but the desk clerk says they only show you entering the room. These are signs of EP. Electronic pickpocketing. Payment cards, transit cards, even hotel room keys. Use a radio chip so you can just wave your card at the register, the turnstile, or your hotel room door. But what's convenient for you is also convenient for thieves waving scanners to electronically pickpocket you without even touching you. The good News is there's a cure id stronghold has created leather wallets and clutches that have built-in ep protection layers of shielding material cleverly concealed in a beautiful leather wallet that stops the symptoms of ep go to idstronghold.com now and get the cure idstronghold.com warning id stronghold wallets could lead to feelings of safety and security comfort in crowds and euphoria if you experience these emotions immediately inform your friends and family about idstronghold.com so they can feel better
0: Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's
1: Jane Steinberg. I was mentioning earlier, one of our listeners had suggested that we have listeners record the words of the Paracast with sound effects, without sound effects, altering their voices, and maybe we run them occasionally And those who do get theirs run, we give them a prize of some
2: sort. I need some help here. Give me some help.
1: Right. Chris is in need of help. Unfortunately, there is no treatment for that condition.
2: Well, since I stopped smoking, I can't get that really gravelly, the bear gas. It's really tough for me now. So I need some help, folks. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Let's
1: give Chris some help. All right. Let me ask you, Ryan... All this stuff that's going on in and around Skinwalker Ranch, what can we do to interest scientists to go take a look-see, to see what's going on? Because otherwise, it's just anecdotal
7: stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Blackmail Bigelow. Yeah, as if that's going to (laughs) work.
7: I I mean, Bigelow really did develop a, a team of some of the best scientists in the nation phenomena so how can we get how can we get scientists off of his payroll on this topic is is a good question there's there's neighboring properties but that's really a question i have no idea how to answer
2: well i think that's great you know uh, come up with some sort of kickstarter campaign to come up with a big Mm -hmm. chunk of change and Talk to one of his neighbors, uh, maybe just to the south of him, and say, "Hey, we got all this money. We want to hire some scientists to come in and do, you know, plant some gear, do periodic studies, uh, pay you to be I, extra vigilant." I,
7: I have relationships that are formed with a lot of the locals, uh, ones I haven't even mentioned yet, right next to the property. So we we do have land available, and, and the proximity to the ranch is, is more than that.
2: It's, well, let's let's uh, you know let's let's do binary uh, data collection and. And then uh, you know, shame uh, Biglow into comparing data. <laughs> you like know, that. I think that, that's a great idea. Geez, I mean, with you know the way that you know crowdfunding works uh, today, I mean, something as as sexy and as sensational as exciting as Skinwalker Ranch, we could uh, do Skin Runner Ranch uh, right next door and have a you know a public uh, you know transparent public. Uh, data gathering uh, effort that uh, would shame him into sharing his data. I think that's a great idea. Gene, where have you been all my life? You know what? I give you
1: these ideas. I don't charge for them. There's no license fee. We just have to organize the Kickstarter or a GoFundMe campaign and see what happens. And I can't see where Bigelow can do anything about it because it does not infringe on his
2: property that he owns. Yeah, what he could do is come up with a chunk of change that's bigger than the chunk we're offering. <laughs> then everybody wins well, pro- except for us <laughs>
7: i've been in contact with uh, the people over at the helsinki lights project I think it's in the uh, is it in finland or norway
2: it's, it has Dallin, but uh we we won't uh, chide you too much on your uh, your faux pas uh,
7: they're doing a a video project you know, where they're constantly monitoring everything that's going yeah, on have been
2: doing it for 30 lights. years yeah um uh, right. I'm also doing like. the San Luis Valley Camera Project. I'm having a hard enough time just getting my proverbial dung together uh, for that particular project, which is is progressing. But uh, but yeah, th- I mean this is this is actually an exciting idea. Get one of the ranchers, hey, you know, on your off time, uh, manage a bunch of scientific gear, work with some high powered uh, consultants who shall not be named, and we will. Uh, you know, try to correlate some data with uh, with old uh, Biggie and the boys. The question I would have there, though, is even if you offered to share with him, would he accept that invitation? Well, probably not, but, you know, it would at least uh, show him that we have initiative, and, you know, we're not just into sensationalizing these stories and, and into, you know, creating uh, cultural mythos, but we're actually into attempting to, you know, go beyond head-scratching into the, into the realm of, 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 of pure science. I mean, to me, that would be a, more of an inducement to get him to share data than it would be to, you know, uh, just continue uh, sensationalizing uh, the whole thing, as, as rightfully it should be. It should be shared with the public. I think this is one of the most important cases ever, And I've always said that, and I always will say that until I'm proven uh, another case comes along that's better. But I really think that this is an opportunity to conduct, you know, valid science and not give progress reports every two months about what we're doing and what our results are, but actually come up with a body of data that can be published for peer review and show Bigelow the way, show him how to do what he's been attempting to do for almost, what, geez, 20 years now almost, 18 years the guy's been up there. I mean, hello, you got to have something. I mean, pony up or, uh, you know, sell the place. Well, he'll do what he wants to do. Yeah, but yeah, if we but do what real- we want to do and, and actually, you know, conduct some experiments and, and, and get gather some data, maybe that'll shame him into, uh, you know, coalescing his efforts with ours.
1: Let me ask you something, Ryan Skinner, in your new books, putting them together, collecting all this material, did anything surprise you, things that you expected or believed about skinwalker Ranch that turned out to be different?
7: Well, I'm just amazed by some of the stories that I've collected um, over the years from the from the various four corners region uh, a lot of the a lot of the stories talk about uh, these these old people that are seen dressing up like skinwalkers or or i guess once the skinwalker is revealed or takes its human form it's it's commonly seen as this uh, old indian form which which has been reported also um in in one particularly dramatic encounter on skinwalker ranch um also that these the skinwalkers themselves seem to be bound by some sort of uh rules uh, They they commonly go up to the sides of homes and they're knocking, uh, knocking on the windows, knocking on the doors, scratching on the walls. They seem more than capable of of breaking into a into a house or home. Yet uh, it's almost as if they're waiting to be invited in. fascinated by that that unseen, invisible barrier between us and them.
1: So what is it like a vampire if you invite them in, you invite trouble? Or the black eyed children.
7: It sounds a lot like the Black Eyed Children kind of events. Um, well, none of the stories I've collected, uh, they actually do. They actually invite the skinwalker in, so I don't know what happens. Uh, should you invite one in? I don't. I don't think uh, anybody would want to.
10: Honey, invite him in. Ask him for, if they want some coffee. Right.
1: Oh, uh, I'm to get not even going to characterize what I just heard. That stopped the show dead in its tracks, folks. All right. So, basically, Ryan Skinner, to sum things up, and we've got some more to go and some questions from listeners. You feel that we're interacting with another dimension, and that's why we have all these wacky things happening.
7: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I think. Some sort of interdimensional trickster like entity that is, uh, a foreign intelligence causing causing health concerns to not only the local people, but with a with a mission or objective that's yet unknown to us. Why they're there and why the region? That's uh, what,
2: that's what's always puzzled me is why that particular location, whether it's Skinwalker Ranch, uh, areas around the San Luis Valley, around White Sands. Around the Black Hills, around Mount Shasta—I mean, you could just start—you know—going through a litany of areas that seem to have a predominance of activity. Why those areas? Have have you ever really, you know, thought about that? Uh, looked into some of the, you know, possible. Geophysical properties of the area? Um, how about some of the legends? Uh, how much uh, headway have you had digging into some of the mythology of the area? Why, why is it a taboo area to the Utes? Uh, I know you've covered some of this material in, in, in your first couple of books, but what is your gut feeling about it? Why do you think it's centered there, or tethered or le- you know, on a leash, as you put it? Let's find out from Mayan Skinner. In our
1: next segment with Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount For all our listeners, 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code Gene when
16: you check out. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237.
5: We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document? Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution.
19: I'm Kay Swirling from KSCO Radio in Santa Cruz. I'm 93 years old, and I'm a big fan of Alex Jones because he has the courage to speak his mind more than just about anyone I know. Alex is just as bothered as I am about all the advertising you hear for toxic prescription drugs that make you sicker, not healthy. I would prefer to give my body all 90 essential nutrients it needs for life to produce disease, not compounded. My favorite complete supplement is Beyond Tangy Tangerine from Young which I take every day along with EFA Plus and Beyond Osteo FX. I recommend you go online to InfoWarsTeam.com to purchase these products and make them part of your daily regimen to get healthy and live longer. InfoWarsTeam.com
0: We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at Paracast.com. That's news at Paracast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
1: Yes, why are these events centered in those particular regions of the Country, Mount Shasta, and Skinwalker Ranch area. Four Corners, all that stuff. Strange. We have something else that's not strange, and that's to tell you we have a free book we want to give you. It's Stalking the Tricksters from Chris O'Brien, generously donated to anyone who orders a one-year or five-year subscription to the PowerCast Plus. Go to plus.thepowercast.com, P L U S dot theparacast.com. Subscribe for one year or five years. You get the ad-free version of the show, higher quality audio, the exclusive after the Paracast podcast. We'll have more to say on these things in that show. That's plus plus.theparacast.com. Ryan Skinner wrote a couple more books about the Skinwalker Ranch that we want you to check out. One of them is called Skinwalker Ranch, The UFO Farm. And the other one is Tales of the Skinwalker, a collection of stories from Skinwalker Ranch and beyond. So, Ryan, Chris asked a question about why are these things centered on these specific regions?
7: Yeah, what, what makes the area unique? A couple commonalities jumped out at me, at least, is uh, it has those the, the ridgeline and these mesas. It's I've, I've noticed there's from all the stories I've collected, there's always been a high occurrence of strangeness around the mazes, typically around the edge or the base of these mazes, and uh, the lonely, isolated people that, that, that live among them. Um, I think the the desolation of the area itself uh, contributes to this. Uh, this is not in, in a high, highly populated area. Yeah. It's the, the basin, I think at least the only place in the entire world that has the mineral gilsonite in it. I don't know what the relationship with gilsonite is, but there may be... There may be something to that that angle as well, and uh, the basin itself being being one giant bowl. I don't know. Maybe it's concentrating energy, or maybe some sort of uh, the membrane between our our world and the next, or this parallel dimension thin.
2: What uh, is gilsonite? Uh, that's news to me. What uh, I'm not familiar with that that mineral.
7: Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a boring <laughs> honestly, kind of a boring mineral. Or I guess. If you're a scientist, it's exciting, but it, it's used for a lot of different uh, industrial processes. I mean, nothing really that, that jumped out at me as being spectacular, but, uh, but it is the only place you can you can mine for it is, is in the basin, leave hmm. in the entire world, which, which is very unique in that regard. Um, it's, it's, just, just, it's used in – I can't remember the property about it that makes it unique, but it, it just it didn't stand out. So
1: enough. you think if we took actual readings of these areas – We'd find properties that are clearly identified that can be repeated in terms of the measurements and therefore tell us why it may attract strange stuff.
7: Well, I'm always looking for the next big hotspot. And if you can find uh, some sort of geological feature that, that makes this attractive to the entities, um, in, in theory, I could pinpoint another location where there isn't guards that are ready to uh, put me into the dirt at any moment. Uh, where I can conduct re- research uh, uh, without being you know without being bothered by or looking over my shoulder for a guard at any moment that's what I'm looking for next and there are other hotspots, like Bradshaw Ranch there's other there's a ranch in Colorado that that's having similar occurrences and a common theme among all these of course are that they're in the southwest just like the San San Luis Valley. Um, they're in desolate areas where there, the human populations, Low, and I just a lot of these unusual rock formations seems to seem to contribute. I, I, I don't know what the relationship is. I don't pretend to know, but uh, just looking for commonalities. Uh, I think there even is a magnetic anomaly um, in the uh, Skidmore region. Uh, the uh, when when viewed from space, I looked at a few maps and found found the area was was unique in that regard in the basin itself. Uh, one other interesting point is there is a significantly higher amount of silica in the soil uh, in the in the basin, which of course is conductive to electricity and
2: so so are there magnetic low uh, areas uh, in other words of uh, if looking at a map. Let's say an aeromagnetic map, a composite map over years of of the Earth's magnetic field there in the Uinta yes. Basin. Is it a magnetic low in terms of its uh, uh, you know b- signature in the Earth's magnetic field, or is it a magnetic high uh, with with more field strength?
7: It'd be a magnetic low, from what I remember. I, I have pictures on my Does website that makes sense
2: because the area was underwater for millions of years until fairly recently. They think possibly that all the water that used to be covering the Uinta Basin may have carved Grand Canyon. Actually, <laughs> well, <laughs> when it drained to the ocean.
7: It's interesting being out there. You do get the impression that you're at the you know the bottom of some sort of vast sea or what was a sea at one point. So I guess and that does that makes a lot yeah. of sense.
2: Well, the 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 absolute you know last vestiges of all that. You know, ocean water, of course, is Great Salt Lake, which is slowly condensing down. Uh, you know, in, in evaporating, creating like the Bonneville Salt Flats and salt flats all around the area there, uh, from the residual salt that that uh, is left behind when the water and moisture evaporates. The Una Basin is similar in that regard, uh, to my knowledge, limited knowledge, uh, in that it probably was covered with water until fairly recently, within you know, just a few million years, possibly. Um Again, I'm sure some of my geologist uh, listeners are going to get on the forums and spank me soundly if I'm wrong. I but, think I'll uh, enjoy that, too, spanking you. Well, I know some 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 posters really like that. So, you know, I like to give them a little bit of ammunition every now and then. But, Ryan, I, I like your your thinking. I think there are many areas around the Southwest that deserve uh, intensive investigation. There's some very near me that if I had a little bit more time and some, uh, some help, I would really like to zero in on some hardcore investigative work. Uh, and, you know, we're talking some real, I think, quality areas. Uh, and I'm sure at some point we should compare notes because there's, there's a few areas I'm sure that you've been kind of zeroing in on yourself. Any particular general areas, that, without giving away any specific locations, but any uh, particular general areas that are on your radar?
7: Good question. I've come across a lot of interesting stories about uh, hidden gold and treasure and whatnot in uh, the northern Uinta. I don't know if you've ever heard about a supposed Aztec gold that's buried in the mountains up there.
2: Yeah, and also down by uh, Canab, too, uh, where there's supposedly a treasure in in a... uh, a small little, um, kind of a, 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 a miniature lake that has underwater grottos associated with it. Supposedly, that the northernmost of the Aztec treasures did end up in southern Utah. That, that much I've, I've read. is that amazing? I mean, you know, the Aztecs
7: were actually here one time. Based on one of the stories I'm reading is that, uh, is that there was lava tubes that went into or came out of one of these these mountain ranges up there. And uh, supposedly, those lava tubes extend for miles and miles underground. And the, the story is is that the, it had hit a vein of, of gold. And actually, the walls themselves are lined in gold, supposedly, in this, this lava tube. And uh, walking down it, you come across these three giant thrones. I mean, thrones built for people that, that stood over 10 feet tall. Let's expand
1: and, on that. Let's talk about that in our next segment. Sure. People over 10 feet tall. Okay, Ryan Skinner is not 10 feet tall. With Gene and Chris, you're in. The Bear
8: Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Genesis is defined as an origin, creation, or the beginning. Genesis Communications Network began with the mission of providing you with the kind of compelling content you're listening to now. And at GCNlive.com, you'll find a free archive of our nation's history. Narrated by GCN hosts. Explore, share, and pass down to future generations. GCN is the future of talk radio. But we should always strive to learn from our past. Together, we are GCNlive.com.
20: GCN. If you constantly feel run down and tired, your pH level might be low, and your body could be full of toxins. If what you drink is not at a pH level of eight or higher, you are inviting bacteria and acid to thrive in your body. But there is something you can do. Simply add ten drops of Alkavision Plasma pH Drops to your water to help your body rid itself of acidic waste, increase oxygen, and raise your pH balance to optimum levels. Alkavision Plasma pH Drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals in the world, alkalizing the water you drink, ridding your body of acidic waste and toxins and helping you regain energy and vibrant health. And studies show viruses, bacteria, and toxins cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A vision.com or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today.
11: It's very easy to be a criminal. All you need to burglarize a home is one simple household tool, a pair of scissors. If your home security system can be compromised by a criminal using scissors, then you're making it easy for them. Almost every home security system, even those sold by big-name companies, has a weakness, the phone line. You shell out $1,500, get locked into a long-term contract, and think you're safe. But a burglar can destroy your alarm in seconds with one snip. And when a burglar cuts your phone line... You're defenseless. defenseless. Simply Safe Home Security is the smarter choice. Built by Harvard engineers, Simply Safe uses a wireless connection to call the cops. Scissors can't cut it, and that means your home stays safe. 24-7 professional monitoring is under $15 a month with no contract. Simply Safe Home Security keeps you safer than the other guys for half the cost. Protect your home with the alarm you can trust. Simply Safe. Go to SimplySafeDefense.com now for an exclusive 10% offer. That's SimplySafeDefense.com.
19: This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast.
1: So, something constructive for people over ten feet tall. Three
2: thrones. I love that.
7: Three thrones. There was a giant uh, a plate, like like a like a disc in the center, and on supposedly on the disc and on the walls are, uh, I believe I read Egyptian hieroglyphics, that were on the the walls the plates. Uh, had aztec like uh, figures carved into them um, the size of the thrones is is what's fascinating to me I mean the story itself is fascinating if true, but of course it's just a rumor at this time the uh supposedly the Mormon church uh, had had learned about this place because uh, one of the the youths knew about it and one of the youth she was given a, a vision and was told to let the mormon church uh to reveal it to the Mormon Church, and it helped. I believe it many years ago, the church was having all sorts of financial troubles when they were first started. And suddenly, uh, after this discovery, and they, they had an emissary that was taken there. Um, they left with quite a bit of gold that fulfilled all their financial obligations, and <laughs> plus some. Supposedly, the claim is there was enough gold in. The, I don't care about the gold actually, but uh, enough in it to pave the streets, you know, from here to New York with gold or something. But it was it was these these three thrones that fascinates me. And supposedly at the entrance, the place is supposedly guarded by these shadow entities that, uh, like whirlwind whirlwind entities, that will eviscerate you and, and drain the blood and everything else out of you if you were to approach it with uh, intentions of robbery.
2: Now, is this in the Uintas or the Wasatch? This
7: is. Right on the very edge of the Uintas, yeah,
2: yeah right, which would the be Uintas. the southern yeah, end of the Uintas, which are the only mountain right. range in the United in North America that go uh, east and west. By the this way, is,
19: uh,
7: what's interesting about this too is for those that may have re- read uh, uh, George Knapp's book, Ken Kelleher's book, uh, "Hunt for the Skinwalker." Um, the supposed area, and I've done a lot of research into uh, locating where this is at, the supposed area is right where the, the natives had told Junior Hicks was the lair of the Skinwalker in a place called Dark Canyon. Um, right in Dark Canyon, a little bit to the north, um, according to other books I've, I've read on the topic, is where this uh, this supposed secret uh, cave is located that has all these Aztec treasures and Egyptian hieroglyphics and, and to me to me that that could be the holy grail of, of what's behind all this um, something summoned by the Aztecs you know many many years ago or who knows but that's that's what I'm looking into and that's 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 the latest adventure where I plan to uh spend my summer
2: well, from scooby Doo to Indiana Jones in one fell swoop
7: <laughs> it's uh <laughs>
2: Hey, anytime you're gonna make an imagine. expedition to find uh, you know the, enough gold to pave the streets in New York uh, let me know <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll clear I'll clear my schedule <laughs> I don't know if sounds that's like fun case. man
7: but yeah it does did uh, I, heard, I heard a rumor from somebody did you ever try to find that temple Isis or the supposed some sort of a cave in the Grand Canyon
2: well uh, yeah actually I did yeah um, we um, we mounted an expedition in May 2012, but we were unable to fly a remote-controlled uh, aerial platform because of the you know, high winds. Uh, we had a, a steady 40 50 mile an hour wind, and it was 98 degrees too. I might add, it's like being in the world's largest uh, blow dryer. But I I do have um, a sense of you know based on my research where. The Kincaid entrance uh, allegedly right. is located, oh, yeah. and um, as a matter of fact, just on Monday I flew over the area in a helicopter on a on a Maverick uh, helicopter tour, and um, and got some fairly good photographs of that particular probably quarter mile stretch of Marble Canyon where that entrance uh, mm-hmm. is allegedly located. I haven't even uploaded the uh, shots onto my, my computer yet, but. But I do know how to get out there. Uh I've you know, the uh ill fated um, Terry Wiles expedition, uh where people <laughs> probably should have died but didn't. Uh That's it is I a think. very difficult spot to get to. You probably have to get to it from the river, which makes makes it even more problematic because you have to get permission to go down the river. Uh right. which is very difficult to do. Go, go down to Colorado, you know, entering just at the top of, of Grand Canyon. So uh, but I have done quite a bit of research. Of course, my publisher David Hatcher Childress uh, has done um, uh, quite a bit of, of research, and I've dovetailed my work on top of his. You know, I'm not sure what to make of it. It could have been a you know a a spoof story by the Phoenix Gazette to, to garner more subscribers, as you know, skeptics and debunkers would mm-hmm. say. But but I do really feel that there is something to the legend that the Hopi and Zuni and Pueblo people have. Of a large underground city that's sitting there, um, waiting for them to occupy when the Earth is going to go through Earth changes. I think, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier in the broadcast, uh, myths and stories do have a basis. Uh, in fact, on some level, and I, I really have confidence that there is some sort of facility uh, located underneath there, and it may already be. Uh, totally, you know, explored, and it it may, it may be the basement for a new casino that's being proposed right at the at the confluence, uh, right in this same area uh, where I made my expedition in, in uh, 2012. Um, they're going there's a proposed two billion dollar uh, project there for a casino, a tramway to go down to four thousand feet down to the river, uh, to the confluence, uh, and the Navajo are proposing a casino there. And if you drill straight down. You know a thousand feet you're gonna break into the underground uh, city that allegedly uh, has been there for uh, tens, possibly a ten or more thousand uh, years. So in answer to your question, yes I, I'm still this is you know I'm up at Grand Canyon every week. Uh, I look across the expanse over to that area and I <laughs> I'm constantly you know my wheels are spinning and uh, now with the 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 drone technology that we have, I think it would be fairly easy with a funded expedition to go out there and 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 at least properly map that section of Marble Canyon between Quagrant Rapids and the confluence which is about a mile stretch but we've you know I I think we have it down to about a quarter mile there's two subcanyons there that I think uh are the the most likely place for this uh this doorway And, of course, the main doorway would be the place of emergence, the Sapapu, which is up the little Colorado, about two miles. You can plainly see it from Google Earth. The entrance is filled with water right now. You know, uh, good question. I I, I really feel the Southwest has an antediluvian tunnel system that may tie lava tubes together. Uh, Mount Taylor, the caldera behind Los Alamos, uh, the San Francisco Peaks. Uh, you know, there's there's tons of lava tubes in the southwest, in the Uinta Mountains, and these may be uh, some of, uh, you know, potentially some of the places where we're going to have incredible archaeological finds. You know what it sounds like to me, and this gets to be wacky, it
1: sounds like to me that there is so much unexplored area around there that some race of people could set up an underground city and do their thing. And we'd never know it. Despite our belief that we've explored most of the
2: Earth, the fact of the matter is that we haven't. Yeah, but we have, um, we have dumpster and we have the technology to map at least 1,500 to 2,000 feet into the Earth's crust. And are we doing it? That's a very good question, Gene. Well, I like to raise questions that can't be answered. Well, we are doing it to answer your question. <laughs> allegedly the first place that was mapped was the Giza Plateau the second place was Yucatan the peninsula third place was the Rocky Mountains
1: alright I'll grant that by the way we have one more segment left of the show and maybe a few more questions from listeners of Ryan Skinner who's written two more books about Skinwalker and he's not going to quit till he gets it right till he gets some answers he's going to keep going there Jennifer, or until Jennifer, they capture I- him and take him to the secret underground city, wherever that is. We want to take you to plus.theparacast.com. How about that? And learn more about the Paracast Plus, our exclusive after-the-paracast podcast that you get no other way. Plus.theparacast.com. Ryan Skinner is with us. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast.
11: It's very easy to be a criminal. All you need to burglarize a home is one simple household tool, a pair of scissors. If your home security system can be compromised by a criminal using scissors, then you're making it easy for them. Almost every home security system, even those sold by big-name companies, has a weakness. The phone line. You shell out $1,500, get locked into a long-term contract, and think you're safe. But a burglar can destroy your alarm in seconds with one snip. And when a burglar cuts your phone line... You're defenseless. Simply Safe Home Security is the smarter choice. Built by Harvard engineers, Simply Safe uses a wireless connection to call the cops. Scissors can't cut it. And that means your home stays safe. 24 7 professional monitoring is under $15 a month with no contract. Simply Safe Home Security keeps you safer than the other guys for half the cost. Protect your home with the alarm you can trust. Simply Safe. Go to simplysafedefense.com now for an exclusive 10% offer. That's simplysafedefense.com.
19: Hi, Coast to Coast listeners. I'm Kay Swirling from KSCO Radio in Santa Cruz. I'm 93 years old, and I'm a big fan of George Norrie because his topics and guests are fascinating and really get you thinking. George is just as bothered as I am by all the advertising you hear for toxic prescription drugs that make you sicker, not healthy. I prefer to give my body all 90 essential nutrients it needs for life. To prevent disease, not compound it, my favorite complete supplement is Beyond Tangy Tangerine from Longevity, which I take every day along with EFA Plus and Beyond OsteoFX, which together are called the Healthy Start Pack. I recommend you go online to criticalhealthnews.com to purchase these products. That's criticalhealthnews.com or call 855-949-RADIO.
1: Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the podcast. So, until they capture you, Ryan Skinner, you're going to keep going back, huh?
7: It's in my blood. There's no bigger quest or, or mystery out there. Not not just Skinwalker, but but again, as Chris was alluding to, we, we may have a and, and you yourself, we may have our, a hidden history that has been hidden from us. That's that's yet to be discovered. That that's coexisting with us. And I'm just. That that mystery of it all fascinates me, and I want to be a I want to be a part of the discovery of it. Chris,
1: do we have any more questions from our listeners?
2: We do. Um, we've answered, I think, a lot of them. Um, a couple of questions have to do with why don't we have any more photographic, more video evidence? I think we've covered that subject fairly well. Unfortunately. You know, and I've I've been a victim of this. I I've thought that I had captured the first 3D camera footage of a shadow person or a ghost. And the footage in a $22,000 brand new Panasonic 3D camera would not initialize. Uh, we did everything we could to try to pull that data out of the camera. It was, was unsuccessful. Um, I've had camera batteries drain uh, over the Bradshaw Ranch. Every battery aboard the... Helicopter drained, Uh, the History Channel was unable to film any footage flying over the uh, Bradshaw Ranch. Um, I could go down the list of examples of this type of phenomenon occurring, where documentation, visual and audio documentation, has been rendered null and void. So we've covered those. Uh, Angel of uh, Lauren Angelo, one of our friendly skeptics, we kinda of answered that one. Uh here's here's one from Last Laugh, who has been a poster since May 2015. Uh he's posted 43 messages on our forums at forum.theparacast.com. And he wants to know if there have been any further sightings of the rooftop dogman. Now we did mention this before, but have you heard of any other uh occurrences of uh this dogman or or hammerhead shark man as you as you described <laughs> him?
7: None in Fort Duchesne. I have no new stories coming out of Fort Duchesne or or the Maka Ranch region. However, I have several stories in uh, in my book Tales of the Skinwalker about a, a skinwalker hopping from rooftop to rooftop, or at least um, the the person who's being um, accosted by the skinwalker. Yeah, they for whatever reason they they seem to not only tap on the window, but they they can hop right on the roof and seem to spend some time up there.
2: Yeah. How about uh, any contact with uh, insiders at the ranch, or with Bass, or or anybody closely associated with the organization? Uh, I I know this is kind of a touchy uh, subject, but uh, do we still have any close insider contacts uh, uh, at work and play?
7: I I do, and those contacts I don't discuss at all. And I yeah, I'm I'm still fostering some some active relationships inside there the information lately hasn't been that fruitful. I mean, just, just not a lot of new information has come out yet.
2: Okay. Well, we've talked about uh, some of the alleged, you know, the rumors of alleged activity of a battle on the ranch or, or some sort of altercation. And uh, Cosmonaut, again, that was his his question. But he also wants to know if you are aware of any information that Bigelow or his people have communicated or received communications from the entities, and if so, what was what was communicated? Do, do you know of any experiments uh, with attempts at actual direct communication?
7: Well, I just know the case of Eric Davis, who was one of the NIDS investigators at the time, had a direct contact with supposedly several of the entities. We believe told him to to back off or to leave the. He claims that they, they took a form of possession actually they took over his mind and uh, communicated that message to him. And again, a lot of this behavior I know, again I know it sounds kind of silly to conclude. It, it, it might sound better to say this is all interdimensional or aliens, but the more one researches the Islamic jinn, the more the more commonalities I'm finding with, with occurrences that are occur in the ranch and, and the gym, the jinn or genies, are uh, the closest thing we have to them is almost like a demons or demonic possession here in America. But, uh, but these entities supposedly can take over your mind. Um, they can communicate directly through you. They do and appear in a, in a mist shadow form. Um, they were called, uh, I guess, in the, called the, uh, they were created by God before humans were, and they were called the smokeless fire which is also known as, as plasma. Which is yeah, exactly
2: angels as, uh, were created out of light. We were created out of clay. The djinn were, right. were um, created out of fire.
7: Right, and they, they inhabit these desolate... Uh, uh, and, and their location where they inhabit is uh, they inhabit these desert locations throughout the world. And Skinwalker Ranch and Bradshaw Ranch and various places in Arizona Nevada, the Four Corners, of course... Is as close as we come to uh, these isolated and desolate uh, desert locations, which which again desert locations
2: that with water.
7: Mm. Yeah, they all would. True.
1: You got a pair of interesting books there, Ryan Skinner. Take a couple of minutes to tell our listeners more about them and how they can get copies.
7: Well, I have a uh, tales of Tales of the Skinwalker again chronicles several stories. Well countless stories of people having close encounters with a skinwalker um, and uh, the various events that occurred both during afterwards and, and how they interpreted their experience. Uh, what's interesting about that is I just had uh, the audio version of it uh, created. It'll be on audible.com. So for those of you who don't necessarily want to pick up a book and read it. Um, you have several ways of listening. You can listen to the audiobook, You can buy the the paperback or, or download a digital copy of it. But again, it's just uh, countless stories I've collected over the years of close encounters with skinwalkers. And I'm not aware of any other book right now with, with similar stories. It's just, it's uh, something you probably want to read during the day. Cause it'll might keep you up at night. Some of the spooky ones I've, come across in there. Um, Skinwalker Ranch, the UFO farm is a summary of uh, personal events. What, what led me to the journey that I'm currently on, uh, what started and kicked off this whole thing. It uh, summarizes my first book and uh, it picks up where the second book, uh, no trespassing where I write I detail the, the files that were shared with me from, uh, uh, from, from, really Bigelow's uh, desk uh, regarding Skinwalker Ranch and, and all the things that had occurred uh, from NIDS since NIDS had clo- closed down and become uh, revamped into bass. It also it, it also contains uh, insider information that was that was verbally given to me. And all the photos and videos and drawings and everything else of close encounters people have had on the ranch and the various locations of places on the ranch and around the ranch, and descriptions of them.
1: Once again, Ryan, where do you get copies of the books?
7: You can go to Amazon.com or Audible.com.
1: That works. We've got a copy of Chris O'Brien's Stalking the Tricksters to give away free. And that forms also a lot of relation to this other subject here about what's happening at Skinwalker Ranch are tricksters involved? Is that the trickster phenomenon at work? What about it? How do you get a copy? Very simple. Go to plus.theparacast.com, plu com and sign up for the Paracast Plus. And here's what you get for the Paracast Plus. You get the ad-free version of the show. You also get After the Paracast, our exclusive podcast. And you have to subscribe for a year or five years to get the free book. We'll send it to you, email. It's the ebook version. You also have a $5 a month package. There's no extra freebie, but if you want to just save some money, you don't want to invest all for a year or five years, we'll take $5 a month, too. We'll take it anyway. <laughs> we can get it. Plus.theparacast.com. I think you'll enjoy the after the PowerCast podcast and certainly when you get a copy of Chris's book. It's amazing. We've had an amazing time here, and we can also tell you can find Chris O'Brien's site, OurStrangePlanet.com, with a lot of amazing stuff, OurStrangePlanet.com. And check out information there about the San Luis Valley Camera Project. If you want to get involved, if you want to donate some money, equipment, whatever, he's happy to hear from you ryan skinner you're always fun to bring on the show glad you wrote these two new books with fascinating information thank you for joining us on the powercast
7: you know thank you for having me again it's always a pleasure to be on the show and i look forward to uh doing some follow-up on the forum as well on your forum and answering any questions anybody might have cool